Do we are we on or not? Yeah, we are. We are. Ah, we're going to start talking about something. I suppose. I suppose so. We'll, we'll just talk about talk about gun emojis. Well, <laughs> relevant. It's an ease into it, isn't it? Right. So here we are in the uh, trigonometry show, a lockdown edition. Um, who we got? Graham. Uh, I don't know what he's doing either. He's frozen. Something. No, he's not frozen. Yeah. Fuck up at you. Frozen. <laughs> no, we're just <laughs> by you. We're just trying to figure, figure out what you're doing. All right, gentlemen, introduce yourself. It's been a little while. Graham, you start. Hello, I'm Graham. I'm 30 years old. Uh, a Caucasian male from Taranaki. Sorry. I have too many Millennial. Millennial, yes. Um, <laughs> Some say I have a beard to be tactical, but it's more just because I'm ugly. Um, yeah, that's me, really. Yeah. Do you like long walks on the beach? No. Uh, Snuggling up on leather couches with uh, skins draped over the back. With a deer skin, yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you hunt deer? Are you you're involved in the hunting and gun side of things somehow? Lazy hunting. I think it's a fake. I think it's a fake skin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Clear the couch. Yeah. Clear. Hello. How are you, mate? You good? Got to remember. See, we've got to remember this ends up on a podcast where we don't see our faces and the names again. So, yeah. Blair. I'm Blair. Um, Blair and Sam, otherwise known as is, is um what's his name Escobar. <laughs> Escobar. <laughs> and of course, I am Kerry. So. Through through many different reasons, it's been a while since we've um, had a show for here. Mainly me, just being busy with a on again and now off again job. So you know, that's the thing. So uh, forewarned, I may have a little child also running here at some point as well, who's refusing to go to sleep. But we'll see how that works out. Should be good. Be good at that. They're good, but she'll probably crash directly behind me anyway. So yes. So gentlemen, lockdown. Um, did we get all our components and our stuff? Stored up and ready for reloading before we go locked down, or no? Nah. What components? Yeah, well, that's right, you went shooting today. Did you? Yeah, yeah, well, there's well, at least two of us here who seem to have, be able to shoot out in the backyard, so yeah. I started to commission my new range. Yeah, that's an essential service. Yeah, well, I was actually going to go night shooting tonight, but I've got a um, thing that says that I can do it. Um, oh, yeah, piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I can be bothered. Don't mind tomorrow. So you thought you hammered down the orange, oranges and the whiskey instead. Mm. It's it's like a deconstructed old fashioned, is what it is. Right. I'm thinking about it. You're like muddling it in the in the anyway. Graham, mm. you've been out shooting today, have you? I saw your yeah. little your little flex post about you know how I meant more shooting the lockdown for you. So thanks for that. Why well, I, I increase my shooting amount when it's yes. lockdown gives me a chance yeah. to kind of start working through projects and uh, doing things that uh, sort of sit on the back burner. Um, as long as I've got the, the bits and pieces there. Um, yeah, so today was a bit of twenty two action. Just uh, well, I chased a rabbit around the yard for about twenty minutes. A real one, or a, a real one, and then and then it ran behind something, and I went. It was a little one. I went up to it, and it was sort of stuck, and I, I couldn't bring myself to point blank shoot the little thing. 
oh. a brief moment of, uh, of heart. So I'll shoot it tomorrow when it's unaware of what's going on. Hello. It'll make me Fair sleep enough. a lot better. Uh, but then other than that, just, yeah, just uh, 22s today, uh, yesterday. What, what was I doing? Something else, three or threes and two to threes the day before that. And tomorrow will be more 22 and probably some more three or three. Whatever else tickles my fancy. Well, um, I, I did. I did some two on two today as well, and I um, I downloaded the uh, New Zealand Hunting and Shooting Forum Rimfire Challenge Target. God. It was getting late in the day. It was <laughs> and pretty abysmal. Pretty abysmal. Right. I started with Group One. Yeah, straight off the bat. Then two. Then for some reason I managed it. I think I put I put six rounds instead of five in that one. You did something right there. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like two, two to me. And then and then that one and that one. Now there, yeah, there was six went in there. I can believe it. Fucking, I was like, who the fuck are the rest of them? And anyway, no, they all went in there. And the other ones, I don't know what their average score was, but I fired off twenty five rounds as fast as I could. Is that yes, easy? Got dark. Yeah, yeah. I had to turn the illumination on because it was about six o'clock and it was getting dark. I could hardly see anything. So, what's the deal with um, the shoot? Is it all prone five times? So it's uh, yeah, it's fifty meters, and they give you they send you this to print off, and you just yeah. shoot five shots, um, five shots into each one. So, did you do anything in the middle? Or just everything? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, just, no. I don't know why. <laughs> it was the only one shot me fucking go. I was like, what the fuck? But no, there, there is actually, I did, I did look. I mean, that's, there's like this, you know, you can see sort of four. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, it was weird. Did you not use a coloured pencil yeah. when you pushed it through the middle? A coloured pencil? Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you, you telling me I'm cheating? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, the first group was pretty rapid. That was pretty shit, and then there was some went together. But anyway, it was what it was. I'll try again. Try it again. No, well, but let us know how you go. What ammo did you use? I was just using the, the Gecko. There's a couple of rounds that are a bit loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, I, I'll try and find a better shooting spot, but he, I was kind of on a downhill angle. And I had to put some uh, part of one of my shooting targets underneath, plyboard underneath to prop the front of the gun up high enough so I could actually see the target. Um, so I'll redo it. Need a need mounted bipod. That'll fix that. Well, I just need a flat, a flat area to shoot from. It'd be just better. I'm going to sort it. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get that sort of hood. Blair, when did you actually yeah. do any last shooting? Have you got any done before lockdown? What was last, when was his last Section 22 shoot? Two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, two, three weeks ago? Might be three weeks ago now. Yeah, we had the um, Saturday was the team's match at Sparrowhawk and then um, Section 22 match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's good. It was a good weekend, actually. Good weather. Couldn't have gone really any better. It was good. Was yeah, Saturday we were lucky. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, Sunday was a little bit drizzly and covered, but um, yeah, still fine for doing that stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, Here we a go. couple of, uh, I think Dirk will update us a bit. I think, yeah, Dirk and a couple of the um, North Island boys down for it. Yeah, Dirk Bigley, he was there. Yeah. The Dirk Yeah, he came down. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. Hardy and um, Ian Hughes came down with Hardy Crew and yeah, there's a few North Island guys. It was good. Yeah. Well, I, I started, which I'll continue tomorrow. The kids are kids are off again tomorrow, but I started Nick turning the rest of the brass. So I'm... Yeah. So it'll be Nick turning, and I'll make I'll have all the load developments ready. So hopefully, when we finally get back out, and I can go shoot the damn things. So, so it's been better since it's been Nick turned. Mm-hmm. This is your six six mil creed. This model. is a six creed. So yeah, the pressure. Um, I don't get the pressure issues while well, it's only getting like oh, yeah. you know, twenty two thousand five hundred feet per second. You know, well two six. We'll call it and getting pressure issues, but now that it's turned, yeah, it seems to be good. So we'll we'll push it back up until we really should be able to get some decent velocity out of it. So and I, every time I've got some Hornaday, um, I, I bought some factory Hornaday and shot all that through. And if I use that brass, I don't have any issues. So it's always been the brass, you know. If I just reload, what so was the pressure? Was it sticky extraction? Uh yeah, it was. You occasionally get a, a hard bolt lift and then a sticky extraction, and some of them it's just yeah they're not coming. It, it, it just didn't extract basically. So um, yeah, it was not good. It was not good, um, and it didn't. I thought initially I thought it was okay, and then it, it, it's not like the thing even heats up that much. You know, I mean it's the barrel, so yeah, so. So that's right, we've done that, we're good, but now it means I can kind of restart um, load development. But, of course, now the, the projectiles and the brass that I was originally going to do with have kind of shot half of it out just faffing around, so I've got to go find some different projectiles and I've got some different powder to try. Um, bought some interlocks because they were the only thing I could find on the shelf is a plinking fun, you know, so I've got a good, I'll have a good hunting load sorted for it, which would be... You know what you do, yeah. But I think I've, I've got a line on some um, uh, burgers up here as well, so we'll, um, we'll probably. I think there's some ninety fives about. Ninety fives, yep. I so, think there was some ninety fives, ninety five burgers about. Yeah. What I've noticed is you look. I've looked around some of the shelves up here in Auckland, and what you do see still on the shelf is all the lighter stuff because everyone's going for the notion of heavier. So it means that lighter and faster is probably going to be an option. And I, I ran some numbers and based on some of the loads, it's like, well, okay, what do we do? Yeah. I think I figured out something until I went out to about 800 and then I lost um, 0.1 mil for wind, and that was about it. So sounds, it's like, okay. Sounds about exactly the same as what I come up with with the um, 123s versus the um, 140s and my 6.5. Yeah. Yeah, extra an extra 0.1 to 0.2 out to about – 600 metres and, yeah, point about point 0.2 past that for wind, I think, was extra. Mm. That was it. So, and that and that's not even pushing the 123s hard. That's only doing 29.50 or something. Yeah. Well, that's it. The only thing is comparing some of the, uh, the loads online. They, At the end of the day, it's just numbers. Yeah, until you actually see it. But I saw one of them that was for um, some bit of oil powder that reckoned I was going to get like 3,200 out of it. I'm like, holy hell, okay, let's just assume I'll get three. I don't need to be going that fast. Yeah. Um, and still was a case where it wasn't giving out much. And, it, I mean, by memory, when I had the, the TAC A1 and I shot the 140s, the 143s, and the one, is it 120 or the 130 ELD that they put in the factory load? 
120? 30, I think, isn't it? 30. 30? Yeah. I can't remember. And the, the light one was like actually probably the nicest to shoot. So, you know, so we'll see. But as I said to somebody, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's a case of what you get what you get, and that's what you're going to be shooting for. Well, so what pattern you, how did you go with them in? So I've got, I realized I had a tub of um, Vitavori N550 in the oh, yeah. back of the case and then got some 40, it's not 4350, it's 4351, 4851. Yeah, we did a, um, we did a test at one of the courses we run there on temperature stability at 1,000. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the Philly had 260 run the Bitavori 550, had no difference. So we just had, it was quite, it was a very cold morning. You know, it was probably like three degrees. We left ammo out and then we, um, got them chucked three rounds in there in a pocket. And, um, yeah, the, um, so with the, the Bitavori 550, there was no difference at a thousand. His dope was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, there's a guy running, um, in a Creedmoor, he was running, fuck, was it, re, would have been Reloader 15, that'd be right. Reloader 15, 15 and would that be about right? Yeah, so. Reloader 15, yeah, and he had, he had half a mil of difference at a thousand between his the cold rounds and the, and the body temperature rounds. Um, and then there's one guy with a 217 and a, what was that, in a Sigma Remag? I think it was. And that was um, that was about 0.2 mil difference at 1,000 mm. between them. Well, I, I had a conversation actually as I was picking some stuff up at Reloaders and and the guy was all, well, not fretting. He was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And then it was the same thing. It's like, what, what distance are you shooting at? Oh, five, 600 meters. I'm like, don't worry about it. You're going to, you know, yes, if you're a thousand plus or you're really pushing it, then like so much of the stuff was like, yeah, it'll make a difference. But five, 600, it's probably not going to be the, the thing that kills you. So I don't know. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I sort of made a comment that, I think what will happen with this is because we're limited on what we can get powder and projector-wise, some guys are hopefully going to try some new stuff and might just find something that actually surprises them or goes, oh, actually, this is this is going to work fine for me, you know? Um, certainly, I mean, the Vitavori, I never thought I'd necessarily try it if I did stocks of the other stuff or some of the other powders, and now it's just like, all right, cool, let's give me a tub of that, we'll go try that. Is there another tub hidden I might be able to get if I need it? So... Yeah, so I guess the, the decision though is whether you buy all three tubs if you happen to have it there and hope that it actually shoots okay or get one and now get back after lockdown whenever that might actually occur and hope that there's some more there that you can actually continue shooting with. At Otherwise, least. the next next shoot I'm going to do, I'm going to have like two or three different kinds of ammo and I'm going to have to play that, oh, 200 and then I can shoot this and then over, there's my long distance ammo bullshit game. You can be that guy. Oh, exactly. no, I, I, I use my short range ammo for the long range stage, and that's why I didn't win. <laughs> There's a git with a 22 on a ship, wasn't it? Hey. Wasn't that a git with a 22 on a ship? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did have that issue at uh, Hamner. I had, a, um, I had a mag loaded up with the 140s, and uh, yeah. somewhere along the day, it uh, 
got mixed up with the 123s and there was a tar- target that was just a mill over the top and I couldn't understand why and then counted the ammo at the end of the day and, yeah, I was short a couple of 140s. They're all 10 on uh, tips, so fucking they probably all bloody look the same too, do they? They look exactly the same. Yeah, you can hardly tell. I did notice yeah. there was a huge amount of 30 cal uh, A tips sitting on the shelf locally. Just like, okay, the most expensive. Uh, yeah, the three through eights probably all sitting there as well. Fuck, I shot yeah, some of them the other day. Both frick, they shoot well. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. So yeah. Anyway, that's all. The, that brass is all um, trimmed up, and now I've got half of it's been. I've trimmed it. I've fired it once, and that's what I'm going to now kind of clean and resize. And now I'm like, right now it's all good. So the other stuff I'll trim up, and then have to. I'll try. I don't know. I'll figure the load out. Put it through there. That you know. Do what do what you do. So it's right. Um. You know, I can't say I've never been big on the idea of um, neck turning stuff, but this was a requirement because of a tight chamber. So it's all or a combination of a, well, I don't even know. It's not even a tight chamber. It's just, it seems that Peterson brass is particularly thick, which even the Peterson guys, when I messaged in, they said, yeah, no, that's, that is, that is thick neck and you know, take a bow turn. Once, once you've neck turned it, when will, how long do you reckon it'll last before you have to neck turn it again? Or is it going to be something you're going to have to constantly do? I don't know. I don't know. I th- yeah, I think you have it's to not gonna thick, It's not going to thicken up. It'll yeah, it's not going to thicken up, is it? No. It'll no, but I mean, the brass is going to come forward from yeah, the... You just, trim, you just trim it then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've got the... Um, is it the RCD? Tri-blade thing. So I'll do that. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to... I haven't measured. I'm, it's not going to be worried about that for another couple of shots yet. But yeah, I don't. I somebody said because it because I annealed it and I had to change the annealer on the um the Aztec. I had to put another unit through the Aztec test yeah. in the AMP annealer because it's now thicker neck. So that's why I don't know if you saw one melted. Thicker neck or is thinner neck? Thinner neck. Thinner neck. So um, I had to do another one of those, and you're like, oh, well, they have to keep on doing that and sacrificing bits to the the Aztec unit. So no. It's it's I shouldn't I shouldn't have to trim it again, just like everyone else normally does. They don't normally get your next, you know. So, yeah. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it take that if your overall case is getting longer and you've got to trim it off the off the end? Shouldn't yeah. be moving from the shoulder up into the neck as well. So you're going to slowly get some of that brass from the neck into the into the shoulder that you're going to have to trim back. No, I don't think it comes past the neck shoulder junction. I don't think you're good. You're only talking five-eighths of fuck all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I just wondered how much you'd get out of it. But, yeah, yeah. if you one I, I, I can't say. I mean, two, th- yeah, one, I'm not sure. I don't think much of it does anyway, and I don't think it'd be enough oh, for concern. Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, hell, probably guys do after, you know, five or ten rounds of doing bench rest or something, they might re-Aztec a unit just to check, but I don't care. It's not, I'm not missing because I've got, you know, a slight variation on my annealing process. I don't think that'll be the, what's going to kill me. 
but you need you need excuses for why you did this, and that's that's going to be a good one. <laughs> yes, I've, I've used the wrong setting on the Aztec. Obviously, yeah. I've used the wrong setting on it. There's no way. I don't have I don't have the new fancy seating device and stuff. So who knows what the neck tension? Oh, I'm just going to write these notes down. Of- yeah, 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 yeah. I've probably used the wrong. I've used the uh, I use a nitride bushing instead of the stainless steel this time, and I always get inconsistent results with the nitride nitride instead of the stainless. Yeah. You know. Might have been the fact that a five and a six year old helping me today actually like um, resizing stuff. I can blame it on the kids. That'll be it. Fuck, thank you, Trippy. What? <laughs> you guys went in slow mo and then you suddenly sped up by about oh. fucking 100 times. It's like it's trying to catch it all and it sped up. It's like, fuck. We haven't, cha- we haven't changed, mate. It's just the Sam. Fuck. It's just you. I think my internet. Yeah. My internet must be fucking. My internet must be fucking bad. That's <laughs> what happens when you live down the end of. Oh, he's frozen again. No, he's not. He's good. He's back again. So, uh, <laughs> Graham, Graham, my pick was that it was a a steel target rather than an actual rabbit today because either that or you've already put two rounds into it by the time you took the photo. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a bunch of um, sort of modern silhouettes cut rather than your traditional um, Mexican-style silhouettes, um, the possums, magpies, and rabbits. What else do I get? Something. But, yeah, just um, some are quite big, like life-size, which is too big, so they go out about 200, 250 metres, but then the smaller ones. That one there's actually got little flaps cut out for the brain and the... So the life-size ones went, what, 20 metres? About two hundred to two fifty. Too hard. Oh, sorry, just catching, trying to catch up with pockets. So I've got, I've got ones cut down. The smaller ones are probably about you know five inches tall, sort of. So yeah, um, so just playing around with that, and uh, the idea again, depending what happens with our, um, our awesome lockdown, um, there'll be a bit of the um, targets in my upcoming twenty-two event will be animal-based being that it's a field, more field rather than precision style 22 events. So I'm just playing around with stuff for that, yeah. Good evening, David. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Kerry. How are you, mate? Can you hear me? Yeah, there's 90. There's 90. Yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit freaking wind-free. It is. In his pink ninety, in his pink ninety. I just need my freaking. I just need my slippers in a lockdown hotel. <laughs> Sam, Samuel, in the go and get with me. your freaking. <laughs> go and get me my pipe and slippers, Samuel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like the surfboard over your shoulder though, as well. That's that's very summery. It's I'm very Tauranian. Yeah. Very Tauranian. Mm. I'll tell you what's awesome as well. I'm living in my parents' basement. How cool is that? <laughs> Life goals. Exactly. Mm. Uh, Life goals. Living the dream. <laughs> you, do you so what are we, what are we yapping about? Do you include that little tidbit in your um, firearms renewal and stuff, living in parents' basement, have lots of guns? Mm. Oh, mate, actually, that's a good point, mate. I, I changed my address with them, like, ages ago because, obviously, you know, down south is where the house is. And still nobody's freaking contacted us, eh? It's freaking, well, it's just a mess, eh? It's just a mess. As I've had pointed out, it's like you have to notify them in 30 days when they actually check and, and turn up. Who knows? 
but you've done yeah. a bit of your yeah. notified, so that's you, you covered basically. So yeah, yeah, exactly. How's things going, everyone? Real, what are we talking about? I don't think the show should be about slag and police. Um, with well, the checking your license thing, remind them because a friend of mine went twice and then they accused him of never going, but he kept proof. So it is worth chasing it up because you can't get prison time for not notifying them now. Anyway, back yeah, to no, I get that. No, we're fully well, covered, mate. We're notified. I got plenty of police mates as well. It's not about slagging the police, but no, no. the uh, processes are severely behind, aren't they? Mm. Well, and, just keep and it, yeah, and unfortunately, lockdown's not going to help that now as well. I've got I was going to have a licensing course this weekend, so that's been cancelled. That'll be pushed yeah. pushed into some other points. I mean, I've already started finding dates to rebook it so that you know we can play catch up. But you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah it won't help. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. What's no, the topic, mate? Well, well, we're working. We're sort of in general catch up and getting back into it. We've been talking about the targets that um, uh, Graham's had up, and I, then I see Sam. You've got some wallabies recently. It's pretty cool looking with the, the heads on them as well. So we seem to be seeing yeah, they're, they're a modification 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 of the um, the original hostage targets we used to build. And um, I was actually building some more. So we're, we've been doing it. Um, some thermal courses. We just started doing one the other day. So we're trying to do a – I cut some wallabies out of belting, but pretty much um, cut down a bit of a popper and trying to do a, a head and chest shot. So, and then i got to try and find a paint that will show up on the thermal so yeah, that we can do it at night or whatever. So we, 100 metres through their thermal – they can see the whole silhouette of the animal and then just try and um, head and neck shots. So yep. that's what we're trying to do at the moment for, for this course, uh, for training. I don't know. So I'm not sure what paint we're going to use. Need like a, I don't know whether silver would make it work. I don't know. We'll find out. We used to play with tin, but it was during the day. We used to play with tin foil in the sun because it wouldn't reflect the heat off the sun, I think it was. So you'd have a good black target rather than a, a white hot. Be, I think it was the opposite. But whether that's going to work or not. Yeah, you know, I, I, I run mine on black hot. And if you're on a black hot, the tin foil comes up, so, you know, white. Yeah. And you shoot and see, you put the shoot and see in the middle, and that comes up black, which is, yeah, it comes up exactly the colors that we actually they are. But um, I don't know if that will that work at night time or is that only work when you're in the sun? Uh, that, that works during the, that works during the day because you get the heat come off it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I got I got to play with some paint and even just straight belting because that warms up a bit during the day too. Yeah, I got to see what what actually works with the thermal um, to make this work. What shows up and what doesn't. Um, Hey, yeah, I enjoyed I your uh, solo hundred course, Sam. I enjoyed your uh, precision. I enjoyed your precision. Uh, oh, the precision rifle yeah. course, mate. That was fantastic. Precision yeah, it was really good. One. We're getting the article underway now. Looks looks great. Cool. It's going to be good. I actually saw your um your magazine renewal thing come out with the ten uh, percent buddy um, digital subscription. Hey, eh? the no, digital discount. A, no, it was actually for even the hard, even the paper. Well, this is fucking gave me a ten percent discount anyway. So oh, that I must renew, be a mistake. I tell anyone that must be a mistake. I was supposed to add ten percent onto your one, Sam. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> uh, no. a clerical error. Yeah, go off. <laughs> <laughs> done it. Done it. Paid now. Fucking you, um. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
No, I've been meaning to do it for a while, and that came through the other day. Hang on, Tigers. What was that? Have you done their precision shooting course? No, I've only ever been down the south shooting once and then life got in the way. So I keep on meaning to get down there and actually visit Nick and Sam on Sparrowhawk. Like I've never got to Sparrowhawk. That's been the big thing. Yeah. Um, despite regularly catching up with these lads online, is yeah, you get down there physically. So we'll see. Yeah. There's uh, PRS and Nelson at the end of September. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Oh. There's a, there's, the match is probably uh, going to get shifted for next weekend. Yeah. Um, the Remarkables. Yeah. We'll see. Are they, are they looking at um, postponing rather than cancelling? Well, it, it'll, well, I don't know. I guess it'll depend when they can reschedule in there. Um, you know, Hilly's the same as everyone with pretty lambing and carving, so yeah. I guess they'll, um, they'll, they'll work it out and they'll decide. Um, but yeah, who knows what it's going to, you know, yeah, you know, we'll find out tomorrow, maybe, I guess, whether we're going to stay on for another week, knowing Sunday, we probably will. But, um, yeah, I guess it depends whether you just go back to back down the levels or we'll stay or we'll go down to three and go slowly. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, they're certainly not going to skip a level, they'll go, they'll go down to three. There's no way yeah. they'll. Oh, right, Duke Diggers on. Hey guys. Hey mate, how are you? Hi mate. Hey guys. Okay, Good. so assuming and uh, assuming that we're since we're going to segue here, since we're going to be in lockdown potentially for a little while, who's got any major projects got lined up that they can actually do? Well, hang on. Who have we got here? So we've got Graham who can shoot. Sam, you can shoot. Has anyone else got access to land out their backyard where they can shoot? David, no. you're in the basement, so you're not really going to be able to get that. Okay, I can shoot my ear rifle. Okay, yep. I don't think Dave's even going to get out of his fucking robe for the next <laughs> I don't think he will. It just doesn't look. Ma! Uh, ah, the meat I, I should get the rider right. A little bit of free advertising, get the rider right. Oh, right there you go. oh yeah. There you there go. You go. Ma, the meat low. <laughs> okay, so we've got two people who can actually shoot and then four of us who can't. So I'm just going to do a search. I, Graham, have you got any particular projects coming up? I know you've said you've got a few. You're doing 303, 22. Catch up, is it? Yeah, well, up until recently, my main focus has been um, practicing for the, the match, um, Queenstown match that was next weekend. So, all intents and purposes, that's looking like it won't happen. So, Shifting back away from precision practice, a lot of conditional and didn't mean. Anyway, um, and yes, I'll get back into the crew too and the the uh, sort of military surplus stuff. And I'm yeah. working on a three quarter uh, at the moment, so not sort of the traditional precision stuff as such. Um, yeah, I'll sort of go back into preserving a little bit of components and starting to use some of the weirder stuff, some of the 30 cals and, and that stuff. I've got a bunch too with my 300 wind mag, um, so I'll probably work through that over the next few weeks as well and um, sort of tune up a few more loads and, well, hopefully anyway, much to my uh, neighbours, um, they'll love the noise anyway from that big bloody thing. Yeah, I guess this thing, all the neighbours will actually be around rather than going to work or anything, won't they? So... Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, I, I, I try to keep the real noisy shit up at uh, TD, you know. Um, yeah. 
uh, yeah, to a certain extent, anyway. Lockdown projects there? No, I'm working all the way through, so I've got... Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so, yeah, won't be doing too much. We, um, I had planned on doing some loading up for for a uh, Queenstown match, but I've got plenty if I, if I need to anyway, so I'm not going to worry about it. Just in the meantime, I've only got 100, 140 LDMs left, so got to hold on to them as long as I can, so I won't be doing too much. <laughs> yeah, it's getting that way. Yeah. David, are you... I did, I did get a... Um, get gifted a whole lot of 123... ELDMs and AMAXs from from various peeps around around the country, and uh, it certainly made a big difference. So I really appreciate that. Everyone's stunting yourself by the fridge. Uh, yes, I think everyone's. You're seeing everyone online scrounging and bartering for this, that, the other. It was one of the other subjects I tentatively put up as to whether you know it was appropriate to swap the kidney for projectiles at this point in time or what. You know, left now. Which one? Left to the right. Both. I'm probably going to need a What's couple. What's a kidney worth? What's a kidney worth? About thirty grand, I think. Right. So one thirty threes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Lucky to get a tenner for mine. <laughs> <laughs> they can have it. Stayed off. <laughs> so, David, you'll be editing and working, and I suppose some of it you're working yeah. from home anyway. Yep. Yeah, I'll be working. I got another gig as well, so um, I got a bit of. Uh, I've got a lot of work on, but the you know as you as you mentioned, the other favourite pastime once I've finished work is scrounging the internet for powder and projectiles. So uh, I had a result. I found some reloaded twenty three today, so I was pretty chuffed with that. Apparently, there's some reloaded twenty six coming, um, which would be good. Uh, and I've found some projectiles as well. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy actually. Pretty happy. <laughs> well, you did, did one thirty five A tips one day. Is that what shot in your gun the other day? Exactly. You remembered, Sam. Yeah. Remembered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know because you only gave me three. You only gave me three. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so I don't have too much, but I managed to find some of these. One of five burger I think you had a freaking thing of condoms oh. there for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> so got about uh six hundred of them. So which one you get? Good start. Sorry? What are they? What what ones are they? Uh one of five burger hybrids. Six oh, months. Six months. Yeah. Yep. Which is good. Cool. You meant to have the, you meant to have them all up in the wall behind you and showing off what 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 you all got. N- nah, you see that that's not a good idea. That's you don't you don't want to be showing off what you have. <laughs> got broken into. They left all the guns. They just took yeah. projectiles and powder <laughs> and powder yeah. and, uh, and primers <laughs> and primers. Yeah, yeah. Well, primers guns, actually guns didn't even touch the safe. Yeah, yeah primers actually uh, an interesting one because I saw. There's still uh, a bit of um, what is it federal federal gold medal match, uh, large and small, um, yeah. floating around. But there's no CCIs left, and um, I don't know. I got a little bit of a I was in a bit of a panic state state this weekend or this week, and then I thought about buying some more primers. I already have quite a few, but then I was like, nah, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll run out of the rest of the stuff before I run out of primers. So I'm all good. Yeah. I think. I think it's the one thing I've got plenty of is primers. I just seem to have bought boxes in years ago. You know, so I ah, got it. Can you yep. shoot that? Just yeah. buy a magnum. 
Buy a Magnum. Primers for yeah. everyone. <laughs> I had to buy. I had to buy some federal primers because I couldn't get any more CCI BR2s. So I mm. bought a couple of thousand of federals. So I'll tr- test them at some stage. Mm. I saw. Well, I, I run. I run. Actually, run uh, Magnum primers on my six mall CCI four fifties and Magnums. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's all good. And I gave, gave away. Well. Gifted to a friend, uh, two thousand Magnum um, Federal Primus, swapped them for a, for a little bit, and uh, kind of regret it now. Wish I'd have kept them. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, is, uh, well, on that note, is anybody giving anything away? Because uh, <laughs> you know, uh, just on the off chance, I could be the person that uh, you know gets those things. Anyone selling anything? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying no. to us or just anyone listening? In? What am I just saying? Anybody, yeah, just email <laughs> anybody. David at rottenrifle.co.nz. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a freaking vulture. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I can't even afford real clothes, guys. Like, this, like, this is a charity. Uh, in the mint. <laughs> in the mint. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, yes, Tony. I'm hoping that's the case as well. Um, Sam, major projects? Well, not really. I mean, I don't um, feel like what really have I got? Yeah, yeah, I do that. actually. Um, I do. Um, I, I got tons of bullets and powder and shit. No, there's no problem. Um, waiting on a ream is the, would be the better one. Uh, uh, I've got some a few different three three eight bullets. I've been um, doing some uh, yeah trials um, trials of one one new bullet, which we're I've just seen to pull it back and I've said read make it like this so hopefully I'm going to get one back that'll fly fly better in my barrel because the last one was hitting the target on a bit of an angle at 100 metres it, it was fishtailing all over the show so these, um, are, these are solids I'm assuming these are brass yeah brass solids for the 338 but they weren't yeah they, they're too long too heavy um, so they're getting yeah hopefully they might turn some more up next week and um yeah, we're just testing a, a boat tail design, see how it works um, for for a friend of mine. Um, and uh, also, we're supposed to collaborate a little bit with some of the Matrix guys on um, on doing some more stuff. So, we'll wait and hear how that goes. Um, and yeah, so I got, I got a couple of ones. I got some Sustax in the six five PRC, some one twenty ones. Just loaded them up today to run on the seven twist PRC and see how they go. Um, I got some of the two seventy twos in the Sustax with three three eight, which I just did a ladder test the other day. To I'm just going to do some loads up with that now, and I run up some of the A tips the three hundreds, and they seem very very good. So I'm hoping, um, hoping to finish up a load with that, and then start shooting it out. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just um, I've shifted my range from out the front. I've shifted over the back into a gully that's away from. All the neighbours and their horses and stuff, so it's um, and the wife and their horses, so that um, yeah, I can sort of shoot from from the one spot. Um, I got banks at yeah up to two hundred, and then I can go back back up the hill, and I can shoot out to six from there. So it's um, not bad for just testing stuff out and doing a little bit of practice. Yeah. Yeah, not so, not disturbing yeah, all the neighbours. Yeah, it'll be interesting to get all these three Probably a good one. Yeah, there's only one neighbour's got a house up there and he doesn't give a shit. Um, but down the bottom, all the other ones have all got fucking racehorses, expensive racehorses and 
all sorts of shit. So very cool. Dirk, yourself? Well, that, what no. are you, Kerry? What are you doing? What are your I'll, projects? I'm well, I kind of neck turning is probably going to be the main one. Actually, well, Dirk, I, I have got a, a few things I need to get done, but yeah. yeah. Um, no projects, just uh, I've got a 110 SMKs that I'm currently shooting in my six mil. So I'm just, I just did some load development on the 105 hybrids. Um, they shoot well. I've almost any seating depth I've seen from about 50 thou out to a what is it? Um, yeah, I'll do. I did 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, 90, and then 100. And all of them just shoot no problem. So they, they're pretty good. Um, and I'm trying I'm trying a 22213 instead of 2209. Because it's actually getting me giving me very good case for And I've got a 27-inch barrel, so slow-burning powder. Um, pretty pretty good option. I'm, I'm, I, I should have probably started using that a little bit earlier, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so I've got 2209 and I've got 2213, which is good. So, uh, good alternative for, for my six, six, six feet. I think the six, five might not work for 2213, but the six definitely does. Yeah. It's one thing I've noticed because I've had to back off on the charges in my six because it was over, it was getting pressure. I've got like salt shaker cases. Exactly. Man, that makes me freaking nervous. I do not like the notion of being able to shake the uh, powder around in the case. So I'm looking forward to stacking a little bit more powder in there and not. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't you don't don't necessarily with a six speed or me. Uh, yeah. I used to run it quite quite fast, like three one, um, and then I've, I've started backing off, shooting at around two nine fifty three 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 thousand feet per second on the heavier bullets, one tens, one oh fives around there. Um, and with 2213, you don't need to be able to run it at 3.1 because I don't want to. I just want good case full and, and uh, running a little bit of lighter speed. So works for me. It's the thing. As I was saying at the beginning before you jumped on, I think it's been a, this, the, the shortage of powder and projectiles is forcing people to think a little bit outside the box and try stuff they may not have thought of doing before. So it's been good yeah. I mean so I was saying I've, I've been neck turning so I can actually get back into the load development I had a pile of of loads ready to go because I was going to go out on the Wednesday um, down to the range to shoot that um, yeah pile of projects that require a range at the moment but um, so I've, I'll set up a couple more loads and the other thing I've been doing is um, I'm putting all the um so they would know I did a series of articles for Rod and Rifle on the seven rules, but eight, eight articles. So I'm actually I'm going to take time and edit those all together into one big book, basically, um, and uh, add some bits and pieces to that and kind of tidy that up and then try and figure out long-term what to do with that because it's like I've gone back and, where is it? It's all, yeah, it's actually a, quite a tome once I put them all together. So I do that. Got a couple ideas for a couple of articles. Um, if anyone's noticed on the website, the front pages of the websites have already been redesigned because of idle 
hands, you know. So um, yeah, there'll be I think there'll be a lot of a bit of content that I'll be able to play catch up on, which would be good. So, so a quick question on your on your neg turning. Um, yes. uh, I, I had a quick read, and obviously, uh, uh, from what I understand, your chamber was too tight, so it couldn't expand the the um, uh, the brass is also too thick. So, so what was the thickness of the brass in the beginning, and what have you turned it down to? And uh, do you know what the what your like chamber um, neck diameter is? No, I haven't done. No, I could get a reamer print and do it that way. What I basically did, and I don't have the exact figures, but I've essentially taken about one and a half thou off, um, or one thou off each side, so two thou total. I think that's right. Don't don't quote me on it. I'm just running. Yeah. So basically, I talked to the guys at Peterson. Um, we had the measurement of before firing and then after firing. And they said, yeah, it hasn't expanded enough. You're not getting enough expansion. That's why you're getting the pressure. Because the bullet's just forcing its way through the brass because it can't expand in the, in, the, in the chamber enough. So they basically said, you can, you know, we can get the print and do it that way. And I could have. Um, but yeah, I basically turned off. Um, we did, we grabbed a couple and a mate of mine turned some. And I think we, we took too much off, took about two thou off. And um, it shot fine, but the, the cases were quite um, sooty. So it was almost like you could see the gases and shit were getting back, getting back around the brass and fouling it. So mm. I backed it off a little bit and went to, a, I think it was a foul, did that, and then went out and shot them all and like did some quick, you know, basically mag dumps with the hot, hottest load I've done. Haven't had any issues, so I'm like, cool, good, done. Um, it's probably not the most technical measurement way of it, but it's, you know, shot work, good, fine, move on. Mm. Um, I have got the, the measurements written down because I did an email over to Peterson before or after and everything. So they were actually very helpful. They really, they just ran through the whole process and said, look, look this is how we do it. And this is, this, this should fix it. Let us know. So. Yeah, yeah. That that's one of the reasons. Uh, one of the reasons I, I I've never played around with neck turning at all, so I don't don't know the technical side of it. Um, I've read up about it, so I have an understanding. Um, but one of the reasons I buy quality brass is so that I don't need to neck turn. And now it's kind of stung you a bit because obviously the walls are quite thick. The poor brass walls um, are quite thick as well. Um, so I wonder if. If you would have had the same problem if you had Lapua Bros, it would have probably been the same problem as well. Maybe. I, I um, yeah, I do actually. No. Don't know. Yeah. Um, I've got, if I'm not laying the reamer on it. It'll be the reamer as well, yeah. It depends on yeah, how tight yeah. the reamer is going to be. I mean, yeah. um, Ian said, oh, you can send the gun down and they'll just re ream it out a little bit. But I was like, yeah, no. I mean, it, all the, the Hornaday brass is shot really well with it. So I was like, I don't really want to mess with the chamber. The chamber seems to be fine. It's just back off. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah, the same. I've always been the same thing. I bought good brass so I wouldn't have to muck around with, you know, that. And that goes right back to a couple of interviews I did with Robin from Reading years ago now, I think. And, um, like, the Reading, sort of the Reading angle is you shouldn't need to be neck turning unless it's a neck turn chamber, in which case, yes, you need to turn it for your chamber. That's the only reason he'd suggest. Because he pointed out, which has always stuck with me, it's like if you're having to turn your neck because of inconsistencies, the way the brass is extracted, that inconsistency goes all the way down to the bottom of the brass. It's not just in the neck. 
So if your brass is that bad, you need to sort the neck out, the whole brass, the whole lot is, so it's going to flow unevenly and everything. So I was like, no, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just, like, yeah, right, Robin, I'm going to give you the credit. I've probably known this. Even your Bentress, your Bentress guys, I mean, they, they buy 50 pieces of brass and they'll sort through it until they find 10 pieces that are perfect. Yeah. So the turf, the rest will give it to someone else. And I, I know guys that swear by neck turning, they'll neck turn everything. But again, for me, it's also if you're doing it, I'm not I'm not doing it for an increase of accuracy. I didn't need an increase of accuracy. It was simply because my, my chamber in the brass are physically too yeah, just not. So now it's gonna be a nice snug fit, basically. That's how I'm going with it. And then hopefully I can shoot the damn thing. The only other issue I've got, of course, now is that the um, the folding stock, the actual bracket clippy bit on it, the, the button broke, so my folding stock at the moment is wobbling like this. Um, <coughs> so, uh, you know, it's not ideal. You can't really, you know, pull it into your, pull it into your uh, shoulder and load it up and the whole gun goes like that. So, well, no, we've, we've seen you shoot like that before anyway, Kirk. Yes, I know. First thing, I, I checked all the everything was actually tight enough, so, yeah. At least yeah. now you have an excuse, so I've got an excuse. You, so I've got you always need an excuse. Hold on, I'm just write in my another one of my. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm making yeah. lots of notes today. It's good. Yeah, the folding stock adapter was uh, the button broke on it. So again, to the credit XLR. So that's my XR element, which I bought years ago. It was my first, uh, and they just turned around straight away and said, "We'll send you another one down." So that should get here in about three years, probably, once it's gone through customs and everything like that. Who knows? It's um, <clears throat> yeah, so but that's apparently on its way already. So that was that was pretty quick on there, perhaps. Um, but it might turn up during lockdown, but the point is mute because there's actually a no- whole other chassis for it to go into on the way up to me at the moment anyway. So, you know. What flavor? What's the new chassis? Oh, shit. It's a uh, KRG. So um, we've got the key. Is that a, which one? The big one. Uh, I, so what? What they've basically the whiskey. Done, the, boys, the whiskey. The boys have ba- yeah. very good. <laughs> the boys have basically taken the um, the competition rig or the competition stock that they have, but left-handed it for me. Because um, if you look on the KRG site, you can't get their. Um, you don't want to double the little thing that slips out and goes on the other side, don't they? Is there a thing that goes from one side to the other? Are you talking for the, the, the <laughs> bolt? The bolt? Yeah, yeah, for the bolt. Yeah. You mean it goes? No, but there is someone does a chassis in the soil. No, so the Whiskey 3 competition, but the element. They've they built me a left handed one essentially, which is just changing the flooring ground. So. Um, Arca Swiss rail all the way up the top. Uh, Arca Swiss spigot on it. Um, I'm just leaving the standard. It's the fixed stock. I'm not getting a folding stock because I don't need a folding stock. I actually, don't need a folding stock. And then we're setting that up, and then we'll see in regards to weights and bag rider and shit like that how the thing balances normal. Because um, I'm not on a mission to make the heaviest stock known to man. I'm just um, just want to make more, a 24 pound stock. Yeah, yeah, just to slightly, <laughs> yeah, with my, my um, yeah, straight non-tapered barrel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan for me. And, 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 and then you don't have a, have any excuse. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm. I've got no we took away the folding buck stock, so he, he's got rid of one excuse. He's, he's, just down one, action, one. he's just down to loose action screws. It's now action screws, yeah. So we take my gun, <laughs> I'll take the action out of a chest and put it in the other. So I'm really, you know, yeah. lining myself up for fake. Glue it in there. Glue it in there. Bring it in there. Yeah. Finger, finger tight, be fine. Yeah, yeah, finger tight. <laughs> I've, I've seen um, Murray clean a stage with a loose barrel. Well, was it Jacob from Rifles Only that was engaging targets out to like eight, nine hundred with the action uh, duct taped it onto a bit of two by four? Yeah, I've seen that video. If anyone ever, I I don't know what you search on YouTube to find that, but something along duct duct tape action two by four Rifles Only. And yeah, he shoots a very long way with an action that was just taped to the side of a bit of two by four. I am, I've been shooting one weekend, I'd been hitting the 2K plate. Um, a few times, and then I was back shooting a thousand. I was, and, and I was wondering why the, there was a little bit erratic. I'd hit, and then I'd fucking go way out, and my Picatinny rail would fucking come loose on me. So that got glued on after that. I've, I've had that as well. Um, I only noticed it after I started dry firing. Like, well, I went and did a few dry, dry fires. I noticed what mm. fuck's the reticle just jumping. And, um, I, yeah. I picked up my rifle on the shot. scope. And I felt something is loose, and then I looked down. I almost sent the whole rifle back to the gunsmith because it was a brand new. It was uh, my 300 Wisdom, and brand new. I think I shot about 10 shots. Shot so well. Oh, it's probably about 100. Uh, next lot of reloads that I did, and I uh, found up this gunsmith, and I gave him a earful. And then he's like, just go to the range, just shoot a few rounds, just try try a different load. And then when I picked up the rifle, I wanted to shift it, picked it up on the scope. And the scope shifted and not much of the rifle did. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I then apologized. So. We, we, we teach that, that stuff, eh, Dave? Yeah, no, it's your, um, <laughs> it's all like put it in the thing. It's, it's, it's the problem solving, uh, getting rid of the, um, getting rid of the variables, eh? That's one of the sparrow mm. hooks. That's one of your fundamental lessons, eh? Mm. Yeah, checking. Yeah, don't don't get don't get uh, rid of all the variables because you're one of them. Probably the biggest one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I have my yeah, definitely. No, I'm quite fond of being a variable. So, like, so, so, Dirk, you, you you come down to a match the other day. You hadn't been down to the South Island. Well, you hadn't been down to one of our ones before, did you? Yeah, yeah, I haven't shot the Sparrow Wolf so Dave, Dave came as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Michael Wilkie came with me. Um, so a bit of feedback on it. Okay, so basically flew down Friday night, got to got to lost the, your gear. Michael lost his stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll start <laughs> with that. So the whole idea was – so the whole idea was we'll, we'll, um, we booked our flights a little bit earlier um, on a Friday – and then to get drive to the yeah. yeah, yeah, to get to the hut, and then to just to zero our twenty-two and our centerfire rifles because I don't really, I don't know, I just don't feel good about getting off a plane and then just shooting. Um, but anyways, so um, Michael Wilkie he booked in all of his gear, his bags, everything, and then he forgot. I think it was four triple A's in his his check-in luggage and they ammo was fine everything is fine um but the triple a's 
um, was was the uh, was the key to the problem. So um, <laughs> we got there. We got oh, oh, landed in Christchurch and um, went to the baggage claim, and they said, "Well, your your bag's been held back." And we were like, Shit, "There's probably something. It's probably something along the lines of the ammo or something." And um, after half an hour of pretty serious phones phone calls, um, they said, uh, "No, we've confiscated four triple A's." And your bag is on the next flight. Four, four explosive uh, items. Yeah. <laughs> your bag's on the next flight from Auckland or something. So we waited there for three hours. We got a $20 voucher to have some coffees and something to eat. And then I lost the voucher before I can pay for it. So I actually paid for that as well. Um, it, things just went wrong, man. Um, so, yeah, we arrived, we arrived at the hut at like 8 o'clock that night. So no yeah. zeroing of anything. You got there um, for a few beers and a barbie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, no, I mean, overall, well, okay. So the Friday night, just got there, a few beers, barbie. It's really good. Um, uh, then try to get in the bed a little bit earlier, but what, 10, 30, 11. Next day, um, shot the team's match. Um I think it was my first team. Oh, I've done um, Mountain Challenge. So I knew a little bit of how it works, but it's it's quite a bit different as well. Um, and I really liked uh, the targets. The targets itself had like deer targets. We had different types of targets. There's a few roos in there, a um, few pigs. So um, that was pretty cool. And some of the targets were a little bit closer um, changes of elevation um, or incline quite a lot, and um, and then a few longer ones as well. Uh, had a chance to get up to a mile. Um, got one hit, I think. Yeah, got one hit. Um, so that was good. And yeah, man, it's just overall very, very good day. Um, it was a fun match. I, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing the team stuff. It just. It, it, the communication is one thing, but the other thing is um, you learn quite a lot from your actual um, teammate that you're shooting with in in how he shoots. Not the communication. Um, Michael and I pretty much speak more or less the same language, and on the way there, um, English, uh, too thorough. We uh, we uh, like in terms of mills and so on. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I started talking Afrikaans because I forgot, but and then he's like, "No man, this, this, this is not John. This is the other guy. This is Michael." I'm like, "Sorry, man." <laughs> so, um, so no, no, he's talking about the same same language in terms of like mills and and milling off the center of the target, not off the edge of the plate and stuff like yep. that. Um, calling misses, um, but you just learn a lot in terms of how just his his process and my process and trying and just getting that synced up. So the first two or three, um, first two or three stages were quite um, individualistic in a way where we tried to communicate, but we did our own thing. And then we realized, Hey, this is actually a team's match. You have to work together. So um, you did the hunt, you did the hunt aside in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, but then there's also with the hunter side, you've got, um, the plates are quite far from each other. So you can almost do that in a sense, but um, I, I would say the best way to do that is almost sometimes there's, um, well, most of the time is a, there's a plate that's a little bit bigger or a little bit um, closer. 
shoot your first shots. If you're confident in that, shoot your first shots, you'll normally be able to make those count and then shift over if you wanted to um, uh, call call the shots on the long, longer longer um, target. Shift over, have that time, and then um, shoot that second so that you you're on glass and you can you can call call misses. So, there's only two shots. There's only two shots on each. So it was, um, yeah, you, you actually have tons of time. Two minutes. Yeah, you've you've got tons you've got, of time. Yeah, you've got um, a lot of time. So so that that was that was kind of the the idea that we followed. Um, shoot the close targets. Hopefully make the hits, which we luckily did, and then um, shift over uh, the one guy that's shooting the longer targets. Have the other guy on glass because you've got enough time. So um, that was pretty cool. No, really, really, um, I'm, I'm keen to shoot more more teams matches. Um, and uh, overall, just the the change of types of targets, um, and and yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, really really cool. Was that uh, shoot? Is that find it, range it, engage it, or are you giving the distances? No, we given the distances. Um, or you, or you get to range it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can range it as oh, well. We, okay. I mean, you always range it. Um, and then you, because because the 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 groups are quite, um, or the the squads or how many squads were we? Or how many were we, we had, in the squad? We had, um, there's, there's twenty four. I think there's twenty four teams all up. So there's about. There's about twelve in each, twelve in each. So, and then on the main range, you yes. split into half. So you had six in mm. each. Um, but the thing was, we had we had sixteen stages to get done in one day. Yep. 16, 16, 16 stages. And a lot of them weren't, you know, no more than five rounds in a stage from each shooter, and some are only two. So, there was a lot of shooting to get done in one day, especially in the winter. Yep. So that's why we allowed ranging and stuff beforehand and stuff, you know, to. To, to make sure things flowed quick enough, um, yeah, yeah, and the, and the, and the squads are quite big. So if 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 um, if you've got a um, in, in the bigger squad, obviously while someone else is shooting, you have time to range your um, range your targets and get there. And and um, with a hunter, um, was it with all the stages like that, or was it just with a with a hunter? If you're if you're done, then you can move on to the yeah, next. I would, yeah, um, uh, they could all, they could all have been done like that. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't have shot the next one beer until the arrow yeah. is there. So, so you get there. So, yeah, if the arrow is there, then you can start. But you kind of finish up, and then you start working, walking to the next stage. And when you get there, there's already people um, engaging in targets and so on. So you kind of maybe uh, group number three or group number four. So when you get there, you get on the glass, just range, um, get your dope right, get your mindset shorted, sorted. Um, and then by the time that's done, then you're almost to one squad maybe uh, um, before you, and then you can get on. So it's a good flow. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a full on day of, of shooting. You start early in the morning and you, I think we finished up at four, five, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Five is, yeah, yeah. So you're, a, you're shooting pretty much probably, I, I think it's probably about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. You're kind of shooting yeah. again. Yeah. I think that's how I yeah. had, it, had it set. It was, it was, you know, you were shooting pretty often. Yeah, um, except for your obviously your um, your lunch time. So you have like a, a gap where you go from the one um, range to the yeah. other. Yeah, we did. We didn't intend on having a lunch, but um, it kind of worked. That the uh, the hunter course took about three quarters of an hour less than the main range to shoot. So um, mm. the guys got a lunch break while they waited for them to finish, um, yep. which kind of worked out. Everyone got to sit there and have a yarn. So. Mm. 
So, so yeah. were you and Michael shooting the same cartridge? No. So like, what, how we do, what, what I'm interested in the team. So Simon's going to shoot with grains we're having out with um, team shoot coming up, which is going to be a range. It's fine range and gauge, right? So it's going to be that other step, which really interests me. I think that's going to be it's kind of yeah. cool, like find things, range and get it done. So obviously some guys are like, well, if we've both got the same gun, it's going to be perfect. If we've got different guns, it's different. So I'm just interested how uh, you, you, you won't be calling each other's data then, uh, but how were you working on wind? Were you both standing there beforehand just trying to guesstimate so, wind? And then doing so the interesting thing that you're saying, but, um, yeah, we, we, we thought about that beforehand. So um, Wilkie's got a – Six mile an hour gun. I've got a seven mile an hour gun. So we worked. We worked out what our mile an hour guns are, and yep. then from there, we we actually got to a point where the plates are big enough that you can almost run the same mile an hour gun for us um, for wind. So um, if let's say he shoots first, and I can see he's off the left or off the right, I can almost take that correction. And apply it to my rifle as well. I've got, I think, one of one of the videos on um, the Rookie Precision Instagram page where you can hear me. I, I think it's that one where he's he's asking, "Is um, how much you're holding?" And I'm saying 0 0.2, 0 0.2, and then um, as we're going further, I'm saying 0.3, and then I'm saying dead on. So the wind switched on us because I was off the left, um, and then holding dead on, he made his impact. So um, it's kind of just number one with the team for, for me, the main things were making sure that when you communicate with your teammate, that you talk in the same language as in mills, 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 very important for me. Well, I'd say it's a, it's just another area where you can go wrong. Um, yeah. if you're going mills and MIA, so preferably MIA and MIA and mill and mill. And make, and sure other thing. make sure you're calling corrections, not direct uh, distance from that, that you missed. Yes. It's an easy way to stuff people up. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is we call center of plate, so and not off the edge of yeah. the plate because a lot of people say half a plate, you're, you're half a plate off, but then you're yeah. actually a full full plate off off the middle of the plate. Yeah, so um, small things like that, and then just your if if you've got a if you've got a um, two calibers in terms of wind that is similar enough. Um, so that you can almost use each other's um, wind calls, I'd say that that's quite an advantage. Um, whereas if you're shooting a, let's say, a, I don't know, a 308 and a 300 normal mag um, together, that might be a tough one when it comes to wind. Um, <laughs> or you can almost just double double it up and just say, okay, you've got a four mile an hour gun and I've got an eight yeah. mile an hour gun, and just yeah. double it up and just say double the wind. So, um, but it's just as um, yeah. I'd say there's those three things. Um, and then, yeah, just communicating and trying to, trying to spot the misses and the hits. <laughs> yeah, and the hits. Yeah. My, um, me and my teammate shot pretty much exactly the same gun, left-handed Tika 260s, and they were still slightly different. Like, at, 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 at a thousand, there were point one. Blair. Is the is the if you've got a right-handed Tico versus a left-handed, is the wind wind calls different or are they exactly the same? Account for left-handedness. Okay, so two left-hand ones, they just that that works. Okay, yeah. sorry, you, you continue. <laughs> see, see, they they pull their shots 
They yeah. pull the yeah. shots yeah. the other way. The same way. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> the, the spin drift is the, is the other way around. Yeah. It's Corey it almost goes the other way too. Okay, yeah. okay. I've got to write that in the book as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Hemisphere, spin drift is backwards, everything's just... Everything's oh, yeah, this is my first... My first your, miss, uh, your missus are on the other side, Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Blair. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were, we were very, very slightly, and it was only, I think it was point 0.1 difference at a, at a, at, for the K, and, but we still ended up missing left and right on the way out there. Just, uh, I don't know, sh- shifting winds by the time that you got out to the far target and started coming. Write that one down, shifty winds. Shifty winds, wins. write it down, Blue. <laughs> Is it shitty winds or shifty winds? I was missing on one side and, and he ended up missing on the other side. And yeah, bring him in. <laughs> yeah. No to run. So, so the one thing that I found as well is um, if the, the, the wind wasn't bad, it was actually a very good day, but Pretty the long. wind went left and right the whole time. So you'll have like a two or three mile an hour wind maybe, and then it'll go dead. It'll just drop. And then it'll come from the other side. So you'll go, yeah. we'll be dancing around the up, targets yeah. the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be dancing around the yeah. targets the whole time. Whereas I don't I don't know. I don't know what I what I would I'd probably prefer a, a five or ten mile an hour wind that's it's consistent. On one side. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, consist, yeah, yeah. consistent yeah. from from a directional but perspective. It doesn't always but it's do obviously that, but change. Some, some days it does. Yeah. Yeah. And and that yeah. that just that just blew my mind every single time because I'll be yeah. going let's say point two on the left hitting targets and then we go out to let's say from the seven hundred to the eight hundred target or the nine hundred target. And then you'll you'll obviously more a little bit more wind say i had 0.2 and i'll go 0.3 or 0.4 um and then i'll just go off off the left of the target and then i'll be like okay so i'll hold dead on and then i hit the right edge and i'm like okay what what is happening now so it's it's always switching around and it's not enough to actually see um in any type of grass or yeah and you can't see it on the grass or anything or in the bushes or so on it's not strong enough so um it was a tricky one yeah good fun Mm. you definitely had to concentrate and like even even if you watch the wind as you were going down to shoot and by the time they actually got prone and ready to go it was yeah like you say completely stopped or gone the other direction slightly and you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell the difference. Mm. And because, especially on that long-range stuff, you're shooting from one hill across a valley up another up another hillside. And so you probably what, – what's the max elevation from across the bottom of the valley? 50 or 60 metres? Uh, 50 metres? Oh, yeah, it's a bit. It's yeah. a bit of max ord. Where, you know, if you're going out to the two, like a max ord, you'd probably be over 100 metres. Yeah, so this, um, the, above the ground, above the ground, could, and yeah, it's always, it's always the bit, of when you're kind of working out your wind speed, you always got to add it, add there about another another two mile an hour to your wind speed where the bullet's flying and through the main path. Yeah, because um, it's going there's that much quicker up there for it to funnel through there. Mm. Yeah, do you, Sam, is that really just a general rule of thumb? Because it's always, it's one thing, there's no way you can really 
measure calculate their whole you know above the ground you know whatever you want to call it ground friction, yeah, I'm, right. ground I, speed whatever but i mean it's you it's always going to be slow because of friction uh, at ground level yeah so if you're watching this uh, for wind speed at the bottom but i mean you can't are shooting from up on top of the hill there so you know it's kind of there but when you when you kind of look out i mean there's a big open valley and you're shooting we're, we're raised you know we're raised probably 50 meters above where the bullet's flying, you know, above the, up on the hill where the range is. So you're already 50 metres high, and if you're shooting out a fair way, you might have a 50-metre trajectory of height. So you're then going to be 100 metres. So you're going fairly high, and the wind speed can be a lot, you know, a bit, bit faster up there than this, you know, down the valley. And the only indication you can get is what the trees and the tussocks are doing down in the valley. So, yeah, but from where you call it, from where you are, yeah, I've, gen- I've generally found, like, when I've actually gone really kind of looked at it and, and, and you know, got my best, my best calculation and then shot and then kind of milled the, the extra to get the centre of the plate and then kind of worked backwards and gone, okay, what was the actual mile an hour? It's usually about another two, about mm. another two mile an hour. Okay. <laughs> If if that, that that's yeah. as if it's constant in one direction. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's in a blowing, you know, that's in a good blow, you know, good constant blowing. I mean, sometimes you get a twenty five mile an hour blowing days there, but yeah, you should mm. just well, whatever your kestrel say, says to you. Generally, you just add another couple. Yeah, way way uh, easier to shoot on, on that range when it's a, a good twenty to thirty k wind or twenty thirty k mile an hour wind than what it was on on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those little light winds, you kind of look and you end up second-guessing stuff. Like, ah, can I give it a little bit or not? Fuck, is it that? Is it not? You know, you kind of think it could be a little bit, could be not. It's just enough to push you off. Sometimes, you aim middle. sometimes it just takes that first shot. you just got to watch that first shot. Um, you aim middle of the plate, you hit the left edge. Yeah, like if I hold yep. if, if I hold left yeah. edge here and the wind drops and I'm off the left, am I just going to keep on shooting on the middle and shooting the yeah. left edge of the target, or do I yeah. shift on? Then you do, and then you shoot off the left edge. Yeah, yeah so you're just going to uh, kind of take your best guess. I mean, you know, I've mm. shot there a fair bit, and I'm still always trying to work it out. Um, take your best guess, and you're like, oh, okay, it was nothing. <laughs> So, <laughs> what are you thinking? You're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking, you know, you're shooting the 500 like the KYL at 500. You're thinking, well, that wind's just blowing, they're just no, and you do it, and it's like, no, I should have had nothing on. I yeah, should have no, just held centre. Don't, don't, don't make your decision of what you're going to do and then listen to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you're just going to take your best guess and then, and then make the shot. And then go, okay, no, it was that. So, you know, when you're finished, you can then just have a calculate back and go, well, what what was that? What was that? Was it, you know, two mile an hour, you know, from the left? So that's what kind of that was. Um, yeah. Is there anybody here who's running anything else other than miles per hour for wind? Just a question came up. I, a, I, I've, always done it in K, I've always done it in K, but it's, but it's easy enough yeah. to get a mile, so... Okay. I mean, 10 mile, 10 mile an hour is 4.5 K, um, 4.5 meter per second, sorry, meter per yeah. second. So it's yeah. kind of half. So if, if you've got an app that's will only allow you to work in metrics or only allow you to work in imperial, because sometimes they, there are some apps won't let you pick and choose. It's pick and um, choose my bug. Then if, it, apps, if it comes yes. up like that, then yeah, you're four and a half. So I just pretty much got five, 
um, just work on half. The only reason I'm close enough. The only reason I'm doing mild power is because of that mild power gun calculation. Yeah, it really works. Yeah, it yeah. really works well because I, I feel yeah, like yeah. obviously you you can test. It's um, it's easier to reverse engineer it when you're on the range and yeah. live fire going um, because I mean you can you can you can measure the wind here where you're standing, but the wind over there halfway to the target and to the target is is almost ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be different in some kind of way. So yeah. measuring the wind, good start, and look at the environment, and then from there you can almost say okay right. This is the five mile an hour or six miles an hour wind. And then if you miss, then at least you know with that math, the six mile an hour guns and seven mile an hour. I, I don't know if everybody knows how it works, but um, I'm just do you want to briefly explain it? Because there'll be people listening. Yeah, we can, we can do that. Yeah, just so it goes, no. Yeah. So yeah. you're on the spot, yeah. Dick. Go. Okay. <laughs> you want to do it, Dick? Are you right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So basically, if you've got a, um, let's say you've got a five mile an hour gun, um, and you're shooting, and there's five miles an hour of, of wind, then at every increment, say 100, 200, 300, 400, that is your. So at at 500, I'll if there's a five mile an hour wind, I'll hold 0.5. If it's a 10 mile an hour wind, so that's double the wind, it'll be one mil of wind so and and how you calculate it is you go into your app and you go put the wind in until you're um at 100 at 200 at 300 400 500 that wind speed um correlates with um let's say 0 0.1 0 0.2 0 0.3 0 0.4 0 0.5 so 0.5 at 500 0.4 at 400 yeah. 0.3 at 300 and then you know because just remember you have to put it at miles an hour for your win um but then you know what what mile power gun you have um and there's a good idea to have that for all of your rifles because um it's easy to remember number one and number two it's easy to as i said reverse engineer while you're shooting you go okay right um the wind was um let's say i i thought it was four miles but now it's actually six so if you're shooting in the same direction and on the next stage you can remember that it's a six mile an hour wind um and when you're shooting in teams and the guy's got a eight mile an hour or nine mile an hour gun which is probably not going to happen that much but let's say an eight mile an hour gun then at least you can talk in wind speeds because talking in in um, the amount of dope that you put in, it's not going to matter. Well, it's yeah. probably not going to matter to them. So the wind speed is more important than 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 telling someone else how much you held mm -hmm. because everybody's guns are different. If, or if, if you're shooting two six five creeds with one forties or one thirties at the same speed, then that's fine. But yeah, you understand so it, Justin. Your, your, your best one setting up on for your mile of an hour gun is take whatever your G1 BC or your builders and type that in as your mile per hour. So if you've got, say, a 0 0.6 um, G1 BC bullet, that'll be a six mile an hour gun. Start with that. Um, start with that. And then um, what you want to do, you want to make sure your, um, your gun is zeroed at 100 meters, not 200, yep. um, to make it work. And then, yeah, and then adjust your mile, your mile per hour setting um, till your 500-meter dope equals 0.5. And that's and how you that, your, um, your correct BC. 
other thing to note is after about 800, 900, yeah. that rule you, is so going to change. Add, add an extra 0.1. Yes, yeah. that rule is going to change. So, so what yeah. I actually did is I played around on my app and I said I've got a 7-mile-an-hour gun up until 800. 800 and then from there i'm actually not doing the point one thing i'm just um i'm dropping my mile an hour gun from a seven to a six and then seeing where that where that works so i think from um i've got it on my little card but on eight up until 800 i've on a seven mile an hour gun and then i think at 1100 or 10 let's say 1050 or let's say it's 1100 i can't remember now but at 1100 it drops down to a six and then from there on it's a five and then I think if you're going past a K, um, you you'll you'll have enough time to oh, not yeah. have to we're think of how fast properly. my mile an hour you can yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, and this this is also for full um full value wind too. So yeah, wind coming directly wind. from ninety degrees. So if set, you know, yeah, very so important. Set in your app to set in the app to um your wind to either one o'clock or three o'clock or ninety degrees, whatever you've got. Um, set your yeah, set your wind speed to whatever your G1 build of your gunners and set it and make sure your gun's at 100 metres and you can work out your, your um, and, and wind. And another, thing to remember, another thing to remember as well is if you've got um, spin drift on on your, let's say, stray lock, um, then at 800, um, if it's 0.2 or 0.1, there's going to be a difference if you're going to have a left to right or left right to left wind. So yeah. what I would say, I mean, Sam, you might you might differ, but what I would say is take your spin, put your spin drift off, um, just for, yeah, for off, checking yeah. that, turn it off, yeah. and then work out what your mile mile power gun is, and then you can put your spin drift on again. That 0.1, um, because remember this is all just fast thinking rule of thumb type stuff yeah. this is not to the actual point one of a mil so if there's point one difference it's yeah. okay it's a very good reference point yeah. starting point so at least so um but i'd turn it off yeah. and then you're trying you're trying it. to get dope within point two yes yes mm. you're trying to stay stay within your point twos and that'll you know for the majority of the target size we've got you you'll have within kiwi um i mean the quick wind is pretty much out to about 800 for most guns Yep, to where it's accurate, and um, so you can do this on your Kestrel as well. If you um, turn off your um, uh, live, you've got to go to lock on your environmentals, and um, you can go and have a look in there, and you go into the accuracy first function if that's what you've got on your um, Kestrel Elite. You can go down there, and you can go into your quick wind and quick drop, and it will tell you what your mile per hour gun is, and it'll tell you of what ranges that is accurate to. Um. Yeah, it's another big feature if you've got a Kestrel. As a side note, another interesting thing that I listened to or that I heard the other day um, on oh, one yeah. of, uh, what is that, Modern Day Sniper. Modern Day Sniper? Yeah, Phil Vallejo and yep. uh, Kalen. Kalen. Um, Phil said that when he he's just put it, yes, when, when, he's, when he's calculating his dope on for his elevation on distance, he puts his his wind speed to zero um, because he found that the aerodynamic jump that some of the uh, ballistic calculators take into account is not uh, is not right. as accurate. Yes, however, yeah. however, he's talking about the applied ballistics solver, and the boys at Applied Ballistics have come back and said, yes, that's because you're not going into the applied ballistics solver and you're using the automatic um, 
bullet link yeah. solution. So you need to turn that off and make sure it's right, and that's what's screwing up the aerodynamic jump. Okay. Um, but on saying that, we'll just turn them off. But I mean, you know, that's the thing. But yeah, it's it's come up a few times. It's just just applied ballistics, and it's a result of it trying to automatically calculate the bullet length. I think it is, which then okay. So if you turn it off, make sure it's correct. Or if you're using a lot of the custom curves, it's included in the solver. Um, if you're not, because a lot of guys don't like the curves, um, then yes, it may, it's, just, it's just another thing to double check. It's just another data entry point that may not be right. Mm. Yep. Okay. Dave, yeah. Dave, you'll learn this when you come on level two. Don't worry yourself. Don't worry yourself. When you guys... do the level two, you'll learn this stuff. Yeah, it's Man. on the it's on the level two course. When, when do we learn about when do we learn about licking our finger and um and reading the wind <laughs> like that? I mean that's no that's that's level, that's level three yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah, got to bring yeah, you've got to bring your talcum powder. You've got to bring your talcum powder bottle <laughs> and freaking talc grass with. You're gonna puff that in there. Talcum powder and baby oil. What what what, what, what yeah, oh sorry, yeah, no. Yeah. You'll be doing the sun you'll be doing the, sun, you'll be doing the summer course. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dave's gone quiet. He's just making notes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So that's all right. I'll figure that out later. I'm going to turn it. I've never actually bothered. To me, the, um, yeah. But I mean, like, first up on me. So similarly, similarly with that, with that quick dope. So when you, um, you know, that's set for a ninety degree wind. So if you've got a quartering wind, then um. You know, you just you just adjust accordingly. Yeah, I'm just trying to think maths now. Which which way that without really thinking of it. So if it's um, it, if you've got a quartering wind, say so you'd be um, either a two and a half mile an hour gun, or you drop your dope. So if you're 500 meters and it's a 0.5, you'll be two and a half. If you're at a if you've got half the wind value. Yeah, I think it. I think the works. The wind works in a cosine. Is it? Is it worked? Oh, yeah, you can do it oh you want. But I, mean, I, I was reading. Know. I was reading about it because because to, it's it's not it's not a hundred percent half half. Let's say it's at no, but we're talking half degree. wind value. We're talking half wind value. Oh, oh okay. I'm saying half wind so, value as opposed to yeah, not, so not, quarter, half, not forty-five. You're half yeah. wind value. So yeah, if you're a half okay. wind valley, that was done the full wind valley. So at 500, you're 0.5 mil. Yeah. If you had a half wind valley, at it, 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 the same mile per hour, if you're five mile an hour, and you had a half wind valley, you'd be 0.25 mils. Okay. Of wind yep. On a half valley. Similarly, if you had a quartering, um, quarter wind valley, you'd be down to what's that, but 1.25 mils. For the same, for the same mile per hour wind. Get, getting into range. the details, that range. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> At that time, I'm just putting just, the trigger just something for the best. <laughs> <laughs> you point you one point two five. Yeah, yeah. With me with the three, wait, with the with the three with the two D three, I've still got to hold about freaking five mils. You go <laughs> you go in quartering wind with a half value uh, with, yeah, with yeah. hold on and with, with time with All with, right, with three point three mils of aerodynamic jump. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Remember, you missed the target because you didn't allow for spin drift. That's the reason. Mm. That's clear. Yep. It's another one at three hundred. At three hundred. Three hundred. I didn't allow for spin mm. drift. That's why it's I two AMA target. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
talking of the minutia of things, how was your scope tracking? You had a scope tracking. Oh, yes, yes. What did, um, what did you I do did. I did. So I played with the, the scope tracking thing today. and I set, it, set my scopes up. And yes. I wanted to check my IOR because I knew it was broken anyway. But That thing's so, been forever, isn't it? I know it has. It's been broken, <laughs> sent Australia, looked out. They pulled some bits out of it and then sent it back. So, <laughs> so the, it was half radical. <laughs> yeah. The tracking target you had, you had, that's at 50 metres, isn't it? No. What? That one's calibrated for 50 metres, isn't it? Oh, shit. Hang on. It's been ages since I looked at it. Because I know we did ask when Thingy had his one. Yeah, no, no. We, yeah, we figured out it was half, I think it was half the measurement. It's all in scale still, but yes, it was what I read yeah, yeah. on it was. So I, I read, no, the one you've got was printed. So yes, it will still have that print error on it. Whereas the one I sent him a file with the updated. Yeah. One. Yes. So is it 50 meter? Oh, you are going to 50 meter calibrated. So what I found, what I found was I run, I had a couple of fucking funny things because I haven't really ever done any track and test things with them before. And so my IOR at five mils, I had, I was actually 5.3. Yep. Okay. At 10 mils, I was 5.4. Uh, yeah. 5.9. <laughs> and, 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 and then yeah, at okay, 15, 15 mils, I was 5.5. I was, I was at 15.5. Um, what? Well, no, it, it added 0.3 for the first one, then it added another 0.1 for each one after that. But oh, then I chucked my yeah. I chucked my um colors on it. This was wondering whether I was at the right distance or not, but I I chucked the colors on there, my good one I used, and it was point after I dialed the first one, it was 0.2 out. Um and yeah, I fucking looked through that. And then and then when I did the wind, when I dialed the wind, like it was dead level, it would go in a fucking in a wee horseshoe and then come up back the, up to the line. The colours. So when you Yeah, when you dial when I dialed the wind, it would kind of dial it would go around in a horseshoe and come up. And I'd go back and I'd go like that and I'd go the other way and it just it would go in a horseshoe. It was fucking weird. I've got an yeah. interesting video of a So I was yeah, sorry. I've got an interesting video of a scope that um, I can't. Uh, I'll pro- I can probably pull up the video and just show you guys, I guess. But it's um, <clears throat> not going to say the brand, but basically going left to right and then goes horizontally and then it just starts picking up. <laughs> it's just going higher and higher and higher. So yeah. um, quite interesting when I so, saw so the video. So it's free elevation adjustment that you didn't pay for. So it's a bonus. Yeah. 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 It's extra elevation. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with that IOR, when it, when it was tracking across, because it was a bit tight on one side to the other way that it was done. But so I'm not sure it's reasonably down the bottom, but it dialed over only so far. And then as it hit the side of the tube, you know, yeah, in, in the adjustments, really it then elevation. dropped down a couple. Yeah. So when I dialed it right back down, you know, about 10 mils or whatever, I had a lot more adjustment either side, but when it's right up where where it was, yeah, I only had so much one way. Um, I think uh, it, it was quite um, interesting watching it, tra- watching them track when you're actually watching them, watching the movements of them turning. Frank and, I was quite Frank intrigued, and Mike have their master book of every. I think they test nearly every single scope that comes. Yeah, out. I mean, all the colours use your hundred percent. That's what I was just kind of wondering. I had two scopes and they were both out by like point two, point threes at every five mils. So this was. Kind of uh, wondering what the see, range see, was. Can you guys? I mean, it's still accurate. 
You guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it just That's quite a long, levels out. It's quite a long way too, isn't it? And just on the one side. So was was he wound up? that. Was he? Mm. <laughs> Take that's off. A big, that's a big thing. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, but that's, no, that, that scope's right. That scope is calibrated for spin drift <laughs> and aerodynamic <laughs> jump. It's adding it's aerodynamic It's a perfect jump. scope. It's a perfect yeah. scope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the perfect scope doesn't exist. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Particularly on that, I think the the, the target. Yeah, those were fifty meters. They were fifty. I assume yeah. it was because I mean the five mils came up at pretty much five mils. Yeah, it was yeah. just out by a, a small amount. And this yeah, meter, yeah. maybe I need to get a tape measure and bloody tape measure it back and make sure I was actually at fifty rather than the rangefinder. Well, could be, could be, could be. Um, so. so- so Sam, are you are you saying that your Carlos windage is problematic at the moment? Or, well, I don't know. When you, when, once it went out to the five millimeter, it actually it, it, it came back up to the line fine, but it seemed to kind of go in a bit of a just a little bit of a horseshoe out there, and then same out the other side. It ended when you went out the full five mil, but it kind of it like dropped down and then went up. So did you so, test yeah. it and try it though? ブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダーブラックジュシューダー
Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I get confident. Because yeah, you got you got the accuracy of the ammo in that as well. Yeah, so shooting any any match. Tracking so boards. It's, yeah. it's pretty accurate. That's so. the thing with the tracking board though. Like you can pick up a point one or a point you know one click or a two click difference. Definitely shooting shooting ammo. I mean, you know, your one or two clicks could be a. Yeah. You know, you could go. Oh, is that is that the thing or is that the ammo? <clears throat> yeah, and then I shoot the twenty two at fifty because. And you just double up the the mills. So, oh, but that's just when I'm allowed. When I'm allowed out of the house again, I'll print another one of them off and and go double check. And probably I have to actually do it for the um the minox anyway. So, I'll see if yeah. all my measurements are way off. But I can't see they. Should be pretty good, unless the print when they printed it. They've, they've well, I'll go get the tape measure and I'll measure it. Yeah, I mean, it should just double be, check it. Five mils should five mils should be <coughs> something. What would five mils be? It should be. The half meter? No. It, uh, oh, Jesus. Five centimeters. Down. No, I know. Oh, no, you want it because it's 50 centimeters. Yeah. No. No, no, the five mil mark. No, it's bigger than that. It's like that much. It'll be, I think, what? The, post is about, the post is about a meter and a half high, and it's 15, 20 mils. It must be. One <laughs> mil. About that. I, I think no, no. The mill is ten centimeters. Ten centimeters. You've calibrated. You've calibrated that know, thing know, not for hundred meters, for fifty meters. So I'm thinking it's probably um, two hundred fifty <laughs> mil is five mils. Should be if I work it out. I'm currently homeschooling my kids at the moment, so, I, I'm quick I'm, mess. so I'll put this back back to them tomorrow. It's <laughs> just, yeah. just trying to teach me. Can, yeah. can you dial us in when you're doing homeschooling? Because that would be uh, <laughs> helpful. Good. We, can, we can get everyone, all the all the lads to dial in, and we can try and you know have the kids along and try to explain what mill and MOA. I'm pretty is sure yeah. you. Yeah. <clears throat> It could be, man. It might be half scale. I know the original ones I printed, which is the one you have, was either yeah. yeah I think it was half the scale. So the numbers, the numbers are half. But still, they should be. If you're still, I mean, if you're still seeing a variance from it of point, what's weird is that you're seeing a variance of point. Was it point three, and then the variance decreases? Yeah, the funny thing was it went, Yeah, it changed. So like the from from zero to point five to zero to five mils. Yeah, had 0.3, and then from five mils to ten mils was point was 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 an extra point one, and then from ten mils to fifteen mils was an extra point one. So it went like you know, went uh, five point three, and then five, uh, then ten point four, and then fifteen point five. So it was a, it, yeah, it was weird, weird fucking numbers. It wasn't consistent. I mean, you, you can you can also make one yourself on Excel pretty easily because Excel's got your centimeter bar bars on the actual screen, so you can just calibrate your you can calibrate your right. Excel. Dude, he's like going to end up shooting right, a round through his laptop, right? Is this a computer? I round through his laptop. He's a Hollander. Uh, They're still using. So do we put a computer down range? Do we put a computer down range and then shoot it? Shooting <laughs> That's what he's saying. Yes, open Excel on your iPad or tablet. Put it down there. I didn't have one of those. What the okay, fuck all have right. one of those So I had to send them paper, dude. I had to send them a bit of paper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I, what I actually did, um, just 
quick quick one of the Excel stuff. So I bought a IDTS. So it's a, a indoor training. So I bought one of these. Uh, and then it changes your um, parallax so you can focus at about between four and five meters is what I found with this one with the Delta Striker. Um, but it works really well. Oh, it goes well. on the end of the sky. Yeah. yeah. So basically, well, this is obviously not a Delta, but uh, same thing. So it just fits on the end of the scope and it's got a little like a lens in there that um oh, good. Oh, that, yeah yeah so and, the, and then it just changes the shit. okay anyways and then it just changes the the parallax focus so you're on your on your um, scope your 150 parallax might be four and a half meters so and then i needed some kind of target that is the same size at uh, let's say at four meters, I need one MI, two MI, three MI. So what I went, I went into Excel and I just calibrated little blocks and made them different colors randomly on the Excel A4 page and printed it out, put it on the, on the wall. And then now I know, let's say the, the black blocks are three MI and then the blue blocks are three or four MI or whatever. And then you can run them in-house for for the people that don't have a 600 yard range on their in their backyard and only have four five people. meters to play with yeah please <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna and get one of these excel things did you um dirk has yeah. does it drop much light out of the scope because i've been looking and lusting after one of those for ages i think rusty and aussie are starting to actually it reminds me i've got to hit him up um he was starting to bring them in so i was just going to get him to send one over i've heard it, it drops some of the light out it, it does but so basically what i just did i just took um so i'd say on a on a wall like this like a lighting wall like that You'll probably get enough light for it to to work, but on a if you if you're turning it up to about what do I have thirty power on the delta, you'll probably it, it does get a bit darker. You can see yeah. it, it it gets a bit darker, but you can you can take a very easily just take a torch or just to take a light yeah. and just put it right next to it, and it's and it's more than more than enough um, uh, more uh, it's it's clear enough basically. Um, to, yeah yeah it's, it's efficient enough to 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 see very easily sorry I'm just, so um no no it's cool it's so, been, yeah. been looking looking at those for ages because yeah you're so right i've been playing around the, that yeah the perfect dry fire in the house practice unit yep. that reminds me right, i'm messaging rusty now where is he rusty but it does get boring <laughs> not firing off real rounds Fair i got enough. into on the way, on the way back, one of my dry uh, coming back from one of the matches, um, I thought about how cool it would be if you have like an electronic um, tube that you can insert in the back of your actual centerfire rifle. That when that 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 um, when your when your shot goes off, it gives you a little bit of recoil pulse. That'd that's be somebody cool. that's somebody holding on the end of the barrel, so you just need to go bang and they go <laughs> <laughs> Teams event, teams training. <laughs> delayed. Yeah, get a um get a get your air hose from the air compressor <laughs> and do that and try to just put it in the thing and connect the 
Checked it up to a trigger that you can then put a blast of air down your barrel. Yeah. That works. <laughs> wow. 40, bars of, 40 bars of compressed mm-hmm. air. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, that would be cool. But for now, it's just this. So basically, it's, oh, you can actually, you can buy these with. Uh, um, it's not got a hole in it. Sorry? Oh, oh no, it's, it's in the little holder. Yeah, so right, it's yeah. got a hole in it. Um, I actually tried to make one. I thought the lens is, is it's not the lens, it's just the hole size. So. I yeah. tried one of my my GP AliExpress scope caps, and it didn't work. So, gutted. So I had to buy one. Of those. That, that, thing, <laughs> that thing there, though, that, that thing you did with your scope cap, though, like I yeah. made some for Bushnell I had years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, like you see the the snipers, they um they put like tape over the end and just do a slot like that. So I made some of them fitted in the, in the end of the lens cap for the Bushnell because it um. The lens coatings made it quite bright, and you got quite a lot of uh, on really bright days. The white targets, you know, you got a lot of uh, shit up the side. You know what you call it? The um, chromatic up, up the side yeah. of it. So if you if you if you put the put the slot, it dropped out. And an interesting fellow said to me the other day, "Oh, we get quite a lot of bloody. It gets quite bright on um, on some days, you know, the glare coming in the scope." I said, "Well, you got what you want to make is a couple of." Caps to go at the end that sort of cut out a fair chunk of your of your lens, and, and you won't get any decrease in field of view or whatever you can see, but it'll stop a lot of that light coming in. Um, better mm. than sunshade, especially one, if you've got direct light coming in. You know, one of the yeah, match- and you'll be able to see a lot more. One of the matches that we had over at Reefton, we ended up shooting up a hill into the um, into the sun on a foggy day, and the the sun was that bright through the fog that you just could hardly look at, look into the tar- towards the target without I don't know any more than about five or ten seconds without your eyes just burning, and so I ended up making sure I have a roll of duct tape in my pack and um, measured how much I can you know, measure down it was below 10, 10 mil of uh, across the middle of the scope was all you needed yep. to see, yep. and um, yep. it made a massive difference. Just cut that. Yeah, cut I made these out of bloody like bits of um, ice cream container. I had like three of different sizes. I gave them to Nick and I saw them scope, but um, I use the ARD and the colours, and I have no problem. You know, that first target at Mountain Challenge, where most people can't see anything, put the ARD on the end, and no problem. But um, I've seen, I did also, I did the same thing, make for that scope. I actually bought some um, uh, screw and bloody lens covers that were um, polarised lens caps for, for a camera. And screwed them onto the end of the, the Bushnell. It was a Bushnell XRS. And that, that actually dulled down a lot of the coatings. So it would be on really bright days. It just it just darkened it up enough that um you lost a lot of that chromatics off your white targets and it was actually it was it was a really nice image. It wasn't, you know. Mm. Yeah. I've seen I've seen quite a few guys on the F I think it's F class. Some of the F class guys, they do something similar, but it almost looks like a a, a bit of foam that they put in, so um, almost has the same. I, I think it has the same idea as something like this. But they yeah. say it takes it takes away a lot of the mirage, or it helps with mirage as yeah. well. <clears throat> yeah, so, mirage and clear, and yeah. Mm. 
Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm busy. How did you uh, how did you enjoy the 22 match, Duke? Yeah, that was good fun as well. Um, my first 22 match. So your first um, one. You haven't done yeah, any. I've, no, I've never I never shot a 22 match. I'm going to Graham's Graham's next one. So I'm, I'm had a got got a taste for it, and now now. Um, I've seen how much fun it actually is. It's a lot of fun. It's way more fun than I actually thought it is, would be. Um, so, yeah, overall, um, I like the fact that it's high round counts. So you're almost always at 10 rounds or more, if I'm not incorrect. So um, I don't think I had any stages that you didn't have to change a 10-round mag. Yeah, at least 12, yeah. 12 to 16. 12, was it 16 about the highest? Yeah, it's uh, 12, there was a, 16. Whoa. I think there was really? a 20-round yeah. one. There was a 20-round yeah, one yeah. somewhere. The long-range stage was, was meant yeah. to be 20 rounds, but we had to because okay. um, of the fog. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's cool that you can get a lot of rounds off, um, so obviously a little bit more, bit more fun, a bit more trigger. Um, and... It's still it's still serious in a sense because everybody wants to compete, but there's there's a there's a it's a it's a way more it's a lighthearted feel where everybody has a chat and good yarn, and uh, there's always there's always banter going on, um, especially if someone like Ben McLeod in your in your team, um, <laughs> he's always got something to say. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, very good fun, um, and I would. I would highly recommend it for every for anyone, and it's um, it's almost at a point where it's where if someone asks me, um, where do I start when I need to get I want to get into competitive shooting, um, where do I start? And I'd almost say before you buy a centerfire, buy a twenty two, do some of these twenty two matches, and number one, it's 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 cheap. It can get very expensive. I shot with a guy's voodoo, which was. Eye opening, um, but <laughs> oh, it, was nice. it was it was a while watering as well. But uh, yeah, it was so nice. Anyway, so um, no one's won but, with a booty yet. No, um, no one's won one of our matches with a booty. Yeah, so you, so you can get in. You can get in relatively cheap um, for 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 any type of shooting um, comparatively and. Um, it's not as, or the feeling is not as serious. So um, you don't pitch up, and you, it's always going to be a bit of intimidation when you get in your first, when you get in your first match. Is going to be a little bit nervous, but um, it's, no, it's, 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 I, I definitely you've say, got someone like Blair there. You know, he's yeah. going to speak well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but, always uh, very serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I definitely say, if someone wants to get into precision shooting, I just buy a 22 um if you've, if you've got no idea how to start or have don't have any experience at get on a 22 um good way to train number one so it's not like you're going to buy a 22 then a center fire and going to sell your 22 you're always going to keep that 22 and if you find that the 22 is, isn't enough for you then good on you you're gonna you're gonna save some coin and um you'll still be um a, a very good marksman because at 22 is, is a great way of training we had a we had a bunch of people. We would have been four or five people sharing rifles as well. Like mm. come to, come down for um for the match from up north and didn't have a twenty two or couldn't bring one with them for whatever reason. So we just 
team him up with someone and uh, shared. Ben McLeod shot one of my 1022s. He bitched and moaned about about stupid 22s and how gay they were and everything. And um, he's got a 22 in order now. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. I was listening to something. It was um, Travis from the NRL, uh, NRL 22, and they have more 22 matches every month than they do in the whole year for the NRL main. So mm. well, they, you know, they also shoot a lot of a lot of uh, square ranges. They're running club, yeah. It's club yeah. level matches, which is yeah. the other difference as well. Which is still the sitter that we need to push and get going regularly. Um, but yeah, same like you're saying, Dirk. It's just easier to get into. It's accessible, and I think it'd be the same thing. It's like yeah, get a 22, get in and get on those shoots and just see because. Um, yeah, you, there's guys there with expensive guns and all the chassis rigs, but there's also guys who are literally turning up for their hunting rifles. Yeah. For a bit mm. of fun. Or they've got an AR style semi 22 or whatever it might be as well. And, but you, know, you, you don't need the range. Like, you know, 100 meters, 100 meters, you can run a. I mean, we would have hardly been better than 100 meters to qualify in your last match, Blair, wasn't it? The majority of it was under 100 meters. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even we didn't even have the long range. Like, I don't even know if I shot the long. I don't think we shot much more than 100 metres. might have been 150 uh, at the most that I shot. Stage nine, which was the four targets across the hill, that yeah. ended at 120. And then yeah. H10 on the far side of the pond, that was about 130. Um, up the top of the hill on the sitting tripod, well, the, the standing tripod up the hill, that was like 90 metres. Yeah, like most I mean, like you know, I mean, you just tra- change target size and change the um change the position. Yep, you don't need to go that far to have a lot of fun doing it. The, if the, I've got, yeah. Did you? And the yeah. beauty, of, the beauty of that is that you, the guys don't really, you know, you can get away with a, a hunting sco- stole scope and just holding up a little bit. The the guy that got second, he's got second twice. Um, he tied, he's got second twice and tied twice. Um, <laughs> and his, he was shooting a JW15 with a Nico Sterling scope. Has he changed the Nico Sterling to one of, to one of the element ones now or not? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's changed that this year. I think he's got the element on it now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But last he's year, I think he did, he, he did yeah, no, very he did well last when, year. When me, and him, when me and him shot off the final, he was, um, yeah. The the one thing that I will say is for the 22 stuff, I almost want to say that the high-end scopes with, let's say, 10 mils of of elevation per revolution and zero stop and those things that you get, you buy when you pay a little bit more. I'm not saying for $1,000 you'll get zero stop and, and, and good, good elevation and so on. That's almost the scopes that I would say if, if, the one thing that um, is almost more needed sometimes in the 22 stuff, because you dial so much more if you're going at distance yeah. uh, versus a center fire. Cause I mean, my center fire matches this out to 800. I'm, I'm not getting to seven moles. Yeah, um, whereas dialing, going through a full rotation. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I'm, if I'm going to 150, I'm probably going to go over seven moles with, with the 22 all run about there. So, and you get lost if you're going very, very far. So now you're dialing, coming back, and you're back and back, and you don't know where you are. So you, you're going one revolution or two revolutions if you've got, let's say, six six moles per revolution. Now you're going, you don't know where you are, and you don't have a zero stop. So on a 22, 
having a zero stop is is very helpful. I um I screwed myself up because I was sharing my 1022 with someone else as well, and uh, he must have shot it last on the 130 meter. And I asked him if he put it on zero, and I thought he said he did, but it was on zero. From uh, it was on ten. Oh, full revolution. And <laughs> I shot the very first very first target at 30 meters. And I was like, "What the hell is it?" Oh, okay, hold on a sec. Wind it all the way back down again, and I can. And the good thing. Write in your book. Write in your book, Blair. That was an excuse. Oh yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah, rifles with someone else. Yeah. So you're the because it's one thing that we've seen most of the the twenty two shoots we've seen up here have been um, Tokoroa and have been square range of the shooting complex Simon shoots which are awesome but square range that sort of thing. Most of yours are not square. Are you still different firing points? Isn't it? It's field. So it's, it's based in a square range, but we shoot all the way around the side of it. Okay. So yeah. that's where then, Graham, to, to bring you back into it, um, your upcoming 22, that's intentionally a field-style 22 shoot rather than a square range shoot, correct? Yes. Yeah. So Probably uh, have 200, over 240 degrees of turns, Paul. <laughs> and uh, yeah, up and down through trees, um, cross gullies, but reasonably yep. large, but quite large gullies, 22. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. So Close that's, that's going to be short, long range. Well, not real long range, but 150. Yeah. yeah, but that's going to be cool because then, then we're now combining that real field style shoot that we're getting with the center fires, but shooting 22. So actually moving and shooting as well. Yeah, so it's, is... the, it's the practical field um, mm. rather than. So, like, the, I will endeavour to have no man-made props. When I say man-made, I mean, like, steel or, like, milled timber. So there'll be wood that's been bought in, as in, like, logs or scrub or some shit, but um, no tank traps, no tree, like, um, steel trees, no tyres. It'll be... Yeah. Just, yeah. I like that steel tree. Steel tree's it's cool. Be, yeah, well, that was... <laughs> The idea behind that last shoot was too was to not have any um, man-made props, but I sort of ran out of options on that little hill. So, but anyways, that's, that's the idea to keep it field-based. Um, so still precision twenty twos for the most part, um, but that real, yeah, just less props, less man-made props. Mm. That's the goal. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, main the one one thing that I tried in mind is like we did we had a barricade and there's quite a bit of prone still, but it's we, we had, it was, we had some new ones in there though down the bottom of the pond that were all they were man made. There were some logs and yeah, shooting off logs, trees. And, trees and, yeah, we shit that was already there. Yeah, it was really good. good. Those yeah. two those two new stages down the bottom, I think they worked really well. Apart from me stuffing yeah. up the on them, I forgot to write down the time on the uh, on the sheet and then. Made it made it up on the spot and it turned out being too long. Was it the two and a half minute one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it worked. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone shot it reasonably quickly anyway, and it wasn't too bad. But mm. yeah. would have been better with a tighter time limit. So, Dirk, I've got my um, my one on order now. So hopefully that'll get down before the end of. Uh, the what do you think? Is that the so, so? this is the. This is the IDTS one, uh, and then there's the other one as well. Uh, DFAT? DFAT? 
Yeah, yes. I got a default on order. I think yeah, I think it's pretty much it's much of a much. It's probably the same thing, just a different brand. So, good. so yeah, since since the lockdown, I'll be about all the shooting I'm going to get done for a while. So that's the other thing that annoyed me because the Wednesday on the lockdown, first day of lockdown, I bought I bought myself a step ladder and some props, and I've taken the latest NRL. Uh, 22 monthly template, and then I was going to take it down to the local range and set it up, shoot it, film it, send it to the committee, and go, let's go do this. Um, so that's going to have to wait to the end of lockdown now. So it's a pain. So um, you're going to try, you're going to try and pitch it to the NZDA, did you say? Sorry. No, I'm not going to try and pitch it, pitch it because I'm not at an NZDA range. Sorry, what, what range? Uh, Waiku Pistol Club. You think they'll take it on? Well, they have Ipsic and Multigun, and apparently they're doing multi. Apparently, and there's a few people doing this. They're doing a multi-gun that involves a pistol, shotgun, and uh, you can run a bolt-action precision rifle as well. So they're running and gunning with bolt actions already. So, yeah. if anyone, more so probably than the deer stalkers, are the guys from the pistol clubs who are used to this notion of people manoeuvring around props and stuff like that with an RO over their shoulder. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I was, a, a wide enough hundred meter to do it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, and they've already they've already been running. Um, they've got steel targets down there as well, uh, silhouettes, and they're quite used to that notion of people shooting steel. So we'll see. I'm going to template it out. I, I was figuring out. I was playing around with the, using the same big blue barrels we use for pistol shooting to put behind the targets, so we're capturing all the rounds if they're not fully down on the the back booms. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. Give it a go. If not, I'm just going to set all the tigers up and shoot the course myself by my lonesome every now and then when I'm down there. So, still need to see what was in the kit. Sorry, what was um, so Graham? Oh. If they if they uh, open to the idea, that would be quite a popular. Um, I, I would as long so. as long as again pistol clubs are pistol clubs, but they're open to the idea of selling like one day passes to an event rather than membership. Correct. If you know what I mean. But um I, I think yes, that will be more the issue than the actual dynamics of it will be letting uh guests come in. Now they yeah. they have a guest a day every Saturday or Sunday, I think it is. So I might see if I can tie it into that and go, oh, well, you've got these guys turning up as guest shooters. We'll have the bays down the end. We'll do something like that or one of the ranges and see if I can manage it that way. How far is that range? 100 metres. 100 metres. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap over. So the NRL 22, the, the monthly template they come out is obviously for yards because America. Um, but I'm just going to switch it straight over. So that's why I've got some video of actually of some of Sam's targets as well. You know, I've got some more measurements to get to Sam to get some more targets made up, but I'm just going to go, right, how close can I get it into the course of fire? It won't necessarily have to be exact and it won't necessarily be something I'll submit over to the NRL 22 as an official licensed club, um, but just a regular shoot to do. So, you know. Um, thing with the NRL 22 stuff, they don't care if you steal their shit. No. <laughs> uh, it, it's, I love, I mean, I interviewed Travis again years ago and even then it's always just been this, um, yeah, it's always just been this thing that they just want more people shooting and NRL 22 has done well. NRL 22X is doing, you know, it's, yeah. So I actually want to, I want to hit him up as well again, just for a chat or maybe Scott about the, um, obviously now they do the Hunter as well, NRL Hunter. So 
Yes. Anyway, so that's my other my other. I'll put some stuff together and probably pose all over the lockdown so I can actually present that uh, in the back out. Yeah, you can spin it as quite a good little money maker for them too, as long Enjoy. as you get that get that one day thing around. Yep. Yeah. So, either that, if someone wants to give me like you know a couple of mil or something, we go see that club up that we've been talking about. Just buy a club. Just buy. Country club, buy a golf course. Country club, golf course. Yeah, I buy a golf course and convert it to country yeah. shooting club. But eighteen, well, they've, well, they've got bunkers. So they've got sand bunkers, and that yeah, it's um, sand, sand sand bunkers work just fine for a backstop for your target. Yeah, four catches. Problem. Yeah. Yep. No, mm-hmm. then then the only thing you do is you um, you just read the par. So if it's a par five, you get you just change it into rounds. So you just read the target, read it there. You know, like oh, this is par three again. I'm getting three rounds. Easy. You, you just have firing points. So you got to yeah. you, st- you start at the tee off position. You fire. You run. You do a forward roll. Yeah. You get to your next firing point. You fire again. You do a run. You do another forward white roll, and then you shoot again. You just keep going up till you get to your putting and you're shooting a point blank. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I just Someone's messaged me. They've already got themselves a new member if I set that up anyway, so they're away. <coughs> so the two are very good. All right. Um, I don't <laughs> know, man. I, normally this is where I'd say, well, what's coming up? And, I mean, we can cover it off. And we're just hoping we're all out by when it actually comes up. So, in theory, there's a shoot next weekend. weekend. Next weekend. In theory. In theory. Can't see that here. No, no. I guess it's too early um, for anything of yours, Graham, to get you to call it either way, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, 22 shooting six weeks, eight weeks or so. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Me and, Pete, me and Ben McLeod are running a um, match, well, two separate matches. He's going to run a match on the 2nd of October. I'm going to run 22 match on the 3rd of October. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, I forget. Uh, it may just be us guys in Auckland that are actually still trapped here. All the rest of you might be back to normal life and you just need to knock yeah. out the Harbour Bridge and any connections out to West Auckland. It's, okay. it's okay. We'll send you lots of photos. Thanks. Do yeah. that. And I'll be sh- I'll be here with my dry fire defect. Uh, just you know, you won't have one yet. So you'll probably once lockdown is over, then you'll probably get your defect. And then I don't know. <laughs> What do you reckon? Will I need an import permit for a scope cap? No doubt. Customs. This is this is this is not a scope cap. This is, um, I don't know, a mug cap. Put it over your mug. A thermal mug. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Cover. Cover. That, that's what it is. <laughs> All righty. For, for old hockey, for old hockey pucks, that eyes have got a bit bad. They need lenses. Optical enhancer for hot. Okay. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen, to add? No. Um, yeah, yes. we got. Um, we'll put up at some stage. We've got the um, our end of season um, PRM match, precision rifle match, um, individual match in December, early December, and we've got the section twenty two finals in. This, uh, on the same weekend, I think it's the fourth and fifth of December. Yeah, fourth and fifth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so add that to we're going to do a um a season 
for all the South Island PRM matches, we're going to have a, a the Hardy Cup, which is a highest average over, I'm going to average over two matches. So if you've done two matches in the South Island, um, you'll go into a, uh, a standings, um, sort of a, ra- a ranking system, if you like, and the highest, you'll be on the highest hit percentage. Uh, there's also a class for 2D3 and 308. Um, for the 2D3 and 308, you just submit your um, your best match for the year, um, what your hit percentage was, um, to go into that trophy. Um, so that's something new we're just doing, just to start some sort of a ranking system, um, just for shits and gigs, I suppose, and for dick measuring. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, Zeiss is sponsoring that one as the main sponsor with their new Zeiss PRS scope. Um, and then, um, yeah, after Christmas, end of January, we've got the uh, King of the Range ELR, and, um, which is 1,000 to 2,000-metre match um, for all calibres up from – we've got two classes. We've got uh, – 338, no, uh, over 338, so it's up to 50 BMG, and we've got under 338 and under um, for the other classes. Uh, and then the next day after that, we have the Ultimate Hunter course, which is um, part of what the guys, um, well, a larger course course of what the guys did on the uh, team's match on the Hunter course. Um, so that yeah, seems to be pretty well received. So those are our main ones coming up. Um, through next year, we've also got a few of our um, precision rifle classes. Um, we're still running those. There's one book for two weeks' time, but whether that'll happen, I'm not sure. Um, otherwise, we'll be back into it in December and January. Um, and I think Nick will have on the website, Sparrowhawk NZ, um, all next year's classes organised. Uh, precision rifle one, two, and three will be on next year, of which Dave did the other day. Excellent. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a we did get a comment on, but his internet ran out apparently. Mum told him off. I did it. Is he gone? <laughs> no. She probably had the meatloaf. Because <laughs> he had the meatloaf. <laughs> Well, good. Alrighty. Uh, so, yeah, assuming, oh, well, I don't know, lockdown or not, things at the point in time, there's a good chance we'll have another one of these next week. So, lads listening in, if you've got particular questions, I think we've covered everything that came through. Uh, Sam, are you going to sell those wallabies targets eventually? Yeah. Surely. Yeah. yeah. I've got some. I've got one made up. There's. Good. Yep, check um, out our Rock for Ranch um, targets on Facebook. Beautiful. Um, Dirk, how do you do one any, Dirk, ripies, rippies on the barbecue? Uh, rimpies. Rimpies? Uh, rimpies. Oh, there we so go. It's, okay. it's, it's basically just little strips of steak. So we at the barbecue or the bride that we call it, um, we just – we the Friday night or was it a Saturday night, Sam? I think it was a Saturday night where we um someone shot a deer yeah, cook and then butchered. We shot one deer on Friday night. Yeah. 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 And then um we brought the meat on then. the on the Saturday. Oh the fire was very good. And then we just cut it into little like strips basically. We just call it the MPs. 
and, and so don't get the soul strips before or after cooking it. After, so you, you yeah, yeah, you Put do the, the fillets. In. Yeah, it was pretty good. Cool, you freaking go home, it. you miss out. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Excellent. Yeah. All right, uh, Graham, last yeah. word. Anything to add? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, he's watching his porn. <laughs> Scrolling through, looking for projectile. So, See you later, lads. Good. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for listening to the show. Please, if you enjoyed it, make sure you're subscribed either by your podcast app of choice or by heading on to precisionshooter.co.nz and subscribing. Even better, if you want, you can support us directly by joining up, which also gets you access to all the articles and members-only content not only on Precision Shooter, but also the bloke.co.nz. Thanks again for listening in, and uh, until next time, have a good one.